here we are, Power BI Consulting Launchpad. I'm so thankful and grateful for all of you guys. And so proud of you, you know? We, we made it to part three, and you've, you've done the hard stuff. I talked about it, you know, people often think that this journey is gonna be hard, but just not the way to think, right? And you saw that in parts one and two. So now you're ready. You've earned it, my friend, more than that. So part three, we're just gonna show it all. We're gonna show you the five steps that successful Power BI consultants are, are using to, to start and grow their business. Of course, as always, we cover the important stuff first. And the most important thing is this, that you feel safe here. I want you to know that this event and our event community is a safe space. And that means no matter what you say or ask, you'll always be treated with respect and care. Now, of course, we ask that you do the same. Now, if you do have any issues or concerns around this, don't hesitate reaching out to us. Uh, now, the first webinar, I had some uh, connection issues. I kept dropping off. Uh, shouldn't happen. Should be resolved now. But if I do disappear, the good news was that I would be popped back on after a few seconds. So, <laughs> you know, just hang on. And of course, Robert will be here to uh, keep you entertained. Yeah. <laughs> so Zoom webinar, these are the controls you have. The Q&A box is the one you would use to submit questions for me. Um, and most likely, I'll, I'll only be able to get to it near the end, but we will get your questions. Now, a, a huge favor you can do for us is that you upvote other questions because that really helps us in selecting the most relevant questions for you. Now, the chat is where we're going to hang out for the most part. Uh, now for the most part, I want you to be sending messages to everyone, but if you like, you can also send us a private message by changing it to hosts and panelists. So to kick things off in a usual style, uh, we would like you to change to everyone and just type in where you're joining from. And, and of course, well, hopefully you know me. I'm Avi. I'm hanging out with you, coming to you, coming to you live from Seattle. Idris, Jay, Michigan, France, Netherlands, Miami, Hamilton, Canada, Paul, Avi from New Delhi, Robert, of course, Robert from Kenya, Mass, Massachusetts, Germany, Dallas, Texas, Tampa, Dallas, Belgium, Barrett, Rhonda is here, Salim is here, Leon from South Africa, Joe Edgetown, Sandy from Scotland, Romania, Bahrain, Poland, North Carolina. Oh, God, this is awesome. So, guys, um, thank you so much for joining me. And, and if you would please allow me, just maybe close your eyes, put a hand on your heart, and just see yourself connected with all of us here. Connected not just by the fact that we are in the same virtual space and time right now, but also connected with our intention, the dream and goals. Intention to improve ourselves, be the best we can be, be the truest, most authentic version of ourselves that we can be and help others make an impact, make our lives matter, make other lives matter. Well, you can open your eyes if you like to. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, is the, is the irony. I mean, we feel alone, but we're connected. We feel like um, we need to hunt out there for love, peace, worthiness, right? Feel, feel worthy when we are all of that and more. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Great. So let's make sure you're in the right room. Now, by now, you know <laughs> the promise of these sessions. 
And this is for if you're currently a full-time employee and looking to earn a side income or full-time income as a Power BI consultant, or maybe you, you already are an independent consultant but want to grow your business by leveraging Power BI. So that's kind of where you are. But looking forward, you have some doubts and questions, and those are the ones we've been trying to address, right? So maybe you're not sure if it's the right path for you, what steps to focus on, or even where to start. Now, we have covered a lot of ground, and again, I'm so proud of you guys. You've covered so much in part one and two, but now we're here for the finale, awesome stuff, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the chest of gold at the end of the rainbow, <laughs> the five steps to become a successful Power BI consultant. Now, all I ask is, that um, you know, you keep an open mind, um, and uh, because well, I shared one of my favorite quotes with you here: "What got you here won't get you there." We're always evolving. That's human nature. I mean, come on, we put a person on moon, and we're going to put a person on Mars. We that's that's us. That's humanity, and we should celebrate that. There's nothing wrong with it, right? And and but as we go for these, realize that we are continuously evolving. And I was talking to one of my friends, and she talked about we were talking about how to measure success, and she said, "I just measure it by." how much I grew, right? How much of a different person I am. What a beautiful, beautiful thought, isn't it? Now, of course, I've talked about that. Um, you know, of course, I've been serving you through the part one and two. Part one was three and a half hours. Part two was like close to two and a half hours. And I'll stay today as long as it needs, uh, as long as, uh, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, you need help and uh, so forth. But, um, but at the end of this, and it, it, that's happening at the end of the session today, we will be sharing an option with you to continue your journey by joining my Learn Power BI, uh, not Learn Power BI, my Power BI Consultant Program. It does have limited spots. I'm going to give you all the details at the, at the end of the session today. Um, and yeah, so just, just uh, want to be fully transparent with you there. So hopefully you are in the right room. Why am I in this room? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Well, I started my journey after I left Microsoft as a Power BI Consultant, worked a lot of companies, truly exciting experience, but then switched gears and started training. But then it just, it just didn't give me enough because what I saw was a lot of people were learning Power BI, but what I really wanted for them was to create breakthrough success in their career and their life. I didn't want them to just learn Power BI. I wanted them to become a pro. Uh, now, if you stay till the end, there will be an extended and interactive Q&A. You've seen this. We unmute you. We bring you on. We can talk to each other. I can hear your specific situation and hopefully give you a specific advice. Well, I will give you specific advice. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, so, so that will be the Q&A. Uh, now, we've been doing the prize drawings, which have been awesome. I think Pavan and Emil were the first two winners. Uh, we will be sharing more about our prize drawing later. We'll be doing slightly differently this time. All right. So, um, yeah, in part three, as I said, we're going to be sharing with you the exact five steps in detail that successful Power BI consultants are using to launch and grow their business. But, you know, sometimes we're so focused on, on, on doing more, on getting more, on earning more, that we stop to appreciate what we already have. So at this point, I do want us to kind of reflect back and appreciate the journey You've already traveled together. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm your guide here, but I, I can't take these steps for you. This is you. So I want you to acknowledge that and celebrate that and just kind of look back, uh, uh, you know, really briefly about your journey so far. So with me, you saw the meteoric rise of Power BI over the years in the Gardner's BI Magic Quadrant. And, and, you know, it's pretty clear that Microsoft is positioned as the dominant leader here. 
So we saw kind of the Power BI and where it stands. We talked about that in part one. We also talked about uh, the consulting trends. And, and, you know, so you reviewed this with me, um, how the world is kind of moving towards freelancing, was moving towards freelancing even before COVID. And this is for all age. And of course, I hear doubts from all ages, but but the fact is that, yeah, it's not like the young people or the middle age, you know, uh, or, or yeah, it's it's for everybody. Now, I imagine that people in different age groups do it for slightly different reasons or motivations. Of course, even individually, everybody's motivation might be different, but it is for everybody. And um, of course, uh, so those trends were there before COVID, but of course, COVID has accelerated it due to a, a few reasons. Remote work is the norm, but of course, this whole dynamic with the great resignation and companies laying off a lot of people. So the world was already moving towards that and COVID has just accelerated it. I guess maybe that's a silver lining in a way. Now you've seen the kind of results that are possible with this, but of course, you've also heard my story and my request that don't make it about, don't make it just about the money. It's, it's good to have money goal. Absolutely. Go for more money. Why not? Right. And of course, I shared my true goal, do what you love, make an impact, life, freedom. And, and, I, and I feel great that I've been able to share it, not just well with, with our Power BI Consulting Program members. Go for this. Uh, go for this together. And a lot of you submitted the homework number one in the LinkedIn group where you define your true goal. And thank you. Thank you so much uh, for doing that. Now, you've also worked through some of your rules. That word, rules, comes from Vishen Lakhiani, uh, founder of Mind Valley, who here has heard, uh, they have a great podcast too. If you're a podcast fan, definitely check out the Mind Valley podcast. So who here has, knows about Vishen or Mind Valley? So he talks about rules and, of course, one of the biggest ones, bullshit rules, uh, which challenges this hard work, this success. It leads to success. And that that's the employee mindset. It's the... Um, right, it keeps you stuck there. It makes you a great cog in the machine. But if you want to, what got you here won't get you there. So you got to question those. Um, and of course, this idea of the not good enoughness, right? And being trapped in there and always, you know, feeling like we're learning more. And we talked, I gave you the pyramid theory where, yeah, you can be fixated and looking at the top as we often do. I sometimes, you know, do that too, get stuck in there. But the fastest way to climb up on the pyramid is to look below and help those people who are just a few steps below you. And of course, the first step, the, uh, the first and most important step in the journey of becoming a Barbie consultant, which is to niche down. Because the fastest and easiest way to become a successful Barbie consultant is to focus on that specific business niche and leverage Barbie BI to help them. And that's where homework number two came in. And again, a lot of you participated in the LinkedIn group, shared your niches, connected with each other. So that is really awesome. We did the niche test drive. We took a lot of Q&A and we talked about specific, I remember Matthias was there, Matush was there. So, so yeah, we talked about your specific cases. We've done all that. You've done, you have done all that with me. And again, I used the word co-create earlier. I, I hope that's how you feel it. That's how I see it that we are co-creating this experience together. You are as much a part of this event as, as I am, right? Um, and of course, the big ones, the, you know, the, the blind spots, right? The things that we do not see, what would make you fail? Well, we come in with a lot of these excuses and you heard my story, I was too. I was like, oh, I can't do it because of my kids. And you might have something else. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money or something else going on. 
But again, I would just encourage you to just suspend that for a second and just see if you can look at it from another lens. Because it's possible, as was in my case, my kids became the very reason that I wanted to do this. Because I wanted to show them uh, the life that I want them to lead, right? So my excuse became the reason that my excuse why I shouldn't leave my job in Microsoft became the reason <laughs> that I did. Right? So, so yeah, I just examined that. And of course, uh, well, you, you did the sage versus saboteur with me. I talked about my <laughs> saboteur, hyper-rational, but then again, every, uh, everybody participated in homework number three, where you took the saboteur assessment quiz to know your inner saboteur, know that anchor dragging behind you. And if you don't pull up that anchor, no matter how hard you row, how hard you pedal, how, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's just going to make things harder for you. Why don't we pull up the anchor, know our saboteurs and learn how to deal with them? Now, what I'll say is that uh, I think one of our students shared this with me, one of our members in the program, and I don't know where it comes from, but I love this one, which is, well, you may not be where you want to be, not yet, but you're not where you used to be. And, and I think that's beautiful. And I think that's worth celebrating. So again, pat yourself on the back. You've made it so far. But where do you go from here? So we've talked about all of these things, but what's the path ahead? And we realize that it can be a bit of a jungle out there. It can be pretty confusing all alone. So how do you deal with the path that's coming next? Now, what if I gave you the map, the same exact map that we have used and defined over the past three years in our Power BI Consulting program? The same map that has produced some of the results we've shared earlier and ones you've seen, you know, bonus training inside the event page. And of course, seen through on a channel over the past several years. And what if we also told you about the GPS for the path ahead, the guidance system? Would that be valuable to you? So time in a why, I just like to check in with everybody, <laughs> you know, once in a while before proceeding. All right, Salim, Keith, Daniel, Manuel, Seth, Mega, Daniel, Patricia. Oh, big, big yes from Daniel. Great, Bowman says, right. okay, great, great, great. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so let's, let's talk about the map and the GPS. Let's talk about the five steps. Now, before I get in here, though, the steps are simple. But once you go through it, you may even say that, oh, this is too simple. Now, here's the thing. We sometimes think that for something to be valuable, it needs to be complicated. And we, we talked about the sleazy consultant. <laughs> maybe, maybe not all sleazy. Maybe some are sleazy. Maybe some are clueless. But we know that sometimes, you know, the consultants build you this, you know, like, yeah, they build you this, this pipes and things and, you know, charge you a lot of money. <laughs> so it needs to be complicated. But uh, I don't think that's true. And again, what our coaches taught us was, is if you want to impress others, sure, make it complicated, right? But if you want others to be able to learn and follow, make it simple. And that's really what I've tried to do for one reason, because I can't handle complicated. So, um, yeah, so Power BI, I mean, I've, yeah, I, I just, I need to dumb it down for myself to understand. And of course, then I just turn around and teach it. So I just want to, I just want to ask another question. And who here has found that, to be true to a Power BI lessons, that it didn't need to be complicated. It, it was simple, and that's why you liked it. Yeah, just type in something. I don't know, simple, love simple, 
Yes, me. Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah, so so my, my goal is to do the same. Yep, simple is great. It's to do the same with this for you. So again, if you're expecting something complicated, it's like, oh, you know, this is not going to be it. But does not mean that it's not effective. Now, of course, I realize that there are going to be doubts, objections in your mind. And I want to be able to help you work through that. And again, not, not to like convince you of anything. I just want you to get to your answer, right? So work through that. And then whatever answer comes for you, whatever is right for you, whatever path feels right for you, but still at least be able to talk to that. So uh, we, will, we will discuss that. We'll talk about some of the big ones. And of course, whatever questions you type in. So yeah, submit those in the question box. Upvote others that you do like. And, and we'll, we'll surely get to that. Okay, so step one, you all know, because you were there for part one, and that's the step, the first step that most people miss or mess up. Now, that's not going to be you. Um, so let's talk about that. Hey, uh, does anybody ski over here? Any skiers here? That's me. That was um, last weekend, a few weekends ago. Yeah, I usually ski with my daughter. I used to ski with my son, but he's uh, focused on soccer these days. Okay, some, some don't. Yeah, cool. This, this, this will still be good. <laughs> you don't need to uh, know skiing for the next part. Yeah, great, great. But we do have some skiers here. Great. So um, so that's not me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but you notice, so this is, a, this is a kid, and I would assume a beginner skier. And notice something here, how their bodies is is she's almost sitting back and that is pretty common and that definitely happened to me when i was starting to ski still happens <laughs> that you know so skiing you're you're falling down or or a natural reaction for bodies to you know kind of pull ourselves back so beginner we keep pulling ourselves back and almost going on on our back foot but we're not balanced it's not the right position to ski in we're leaning back in fear now, so uh, so on green slopes, you can kind of manage, blue you can manage, but I sometimes go on black slopes and I'm looking down, they're more steep, and man, that fear just kicks in. Oh, that fear is big. In fact, it almost feels like I'm going to die. I look at the slope and I'm like, oh, that's death. And the funny thing is, when you're riding up the ski lift, you look at a slope, it looks okay. But when you're at the top, you look down, and it's like death, staring at death. Uh, uh, yeah, anybody who has done like a dive in a swimming pool from a diving board, high diving board, also knows what I'm talking about, right? From down below, it's like, yeah, come on, man, just jump. And the guy standing up there, the person standing up there is like, what? You know, so, so yeah, it, so every nerve, every fiber in a body is pulling you back. But the right answer is the exact opposite. You need to lean in. You're down on a slope. You need to lean in to be balanced to be able to steer and go downhill. And that's what niching down feels like. Every person I talk to, and this was me as well. Oh, trust me. I resisted for years. You know, my coach was like, niche down. Like, yeah, 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 I'm trying. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and some of it is conscious. Some of it is subconscious. But again, it's the same thing. So you feel that every part of your body is kind of pulling back. And a lot of these resistances would come up. And of course, a big one is, oh, I don't want to miss out on opportunities. But again, the right thing to do is not give into those fear and, you know, kind of lean in, niche down 
just like so many of the members have done. And you've, you've heard the stories over the years. I mean, you've been running a conference for many years now. Of course, we've showcased a lot of them on a YouTube channel. Um, you saw them in the bonus training. But yeah, you know, so they, they like healthcare, construction, call centers, renewable energy, specialty coffee, supply chain, and on and on and on. And that's, that's how, oh, well, I don't know what that's twice. And of course, another big reason, so if you're not convinced enough yet, is this unwinnable game of tech. All of us playing it, and, and guys, it's, this is the game we're playing. You're trying to compete with people who are more skilled than you, willing to work harder and for less money. And I shared my own story, how I struggled with that, <laughs> completely messed it up. Uh, yeah. And of course, it, it is an unwinnable game. But what I didn't realize is that you can change the game. And you change the game by focusing on a business niche. You change the game by not putting your, building your house on a foundation of sand, which is tech. Right? Tech is sand. It shifts. It moves. And you can always be scrambling up, but if you're done with that, if you're tired of that, I, I know I was a long time ago, there is another way, you, your choice. And again, there is going to be fear. Everything that I'm talking to you, you know, there's fear, fear, fear. In go back in part one. The funny thing is I talk about all this. I'm like business focus. Tech is like a sand dune. And still a lot of the questions I, I was getting was like, yeah, but don't I need to... M, so this, and guys, I'm not saying that's not needed, but again, what are you leading with? What are you focusing on? So, so yeah, the fear is going to be there, but remember the skiing story, right? The right thing is to lean in. So the fastest and the easiest way to become a successful Power BI consultant is not to be a Power BI consultant. Just focus on a specific business niche and help them. I know you just, and you know, you just, yeah, oh, you, you, you know, it's just Power BI comes later. So I help. Uh, you know, the healthcare sector, healthcare finance with Power BI. So that's just a means to an end. And it is an awesome tool. We all know that. We all love that. And of course, you saw a lot of examples there. Now, of course, we went further there. Thank you to everyone who submitted the homework. If you haven't, go back, do this exercise. It's as easy as fill in the blank. So definitely do it. There's no reason why you shouldn't do it. And, and put, it, put it the best thing, even if you're not sure. And of course, we, we can talk about specimen QA, but go back and complete it if you can. Now, finally, I realize that it's completely your choice. But what I'll say is the choice is between this. You know, you can say, yep, I don't want to miss out on opportunities. So I'm just going to close my eyes and just scatter my time and energy everywhere and hope something works, you know. Or wouldn't you get better results if you focused on a specific niche, just like or Power BI Consulting program members. So step one, don't be a Power BI Consultant. Target a specific niche. All right, cool. Anu liked it. <laughs> Thanks, Anu. <laughs> and a lot of skiing fans. Oh, snowboard. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it applies to that. Um, yeah, I don't know if snowboarders lean in. Maybe they do. Great. Um, step two, creating your Pillarstone story. Ooh, I have another question for you. Would you say that the biggest challenge for consultants is how do I have clients? So yeah, true or false, yes or no, why or in, maybe that's quicker. Yeah, so type, type it in. True, true, true. Wow, a lot of truths. 
Oh, I'm surprised. Last time it was pretty mixed. One person may say it's false. <laughs> yeah, okay, some false is coming in. False is like hesitant. They're going to shoot us. They're going to shoot me now. Hey, guys, you know, what we talked about safe space. So again, uh, as I said, the answer doesn't matter as much. I mean, it's important for you, but um, in asking the question, right? So I asked this question, and uh, I would often ask, um, I would talk to my, you know, Power BI consultant program members, and and it's like, yeah, how's it, how's it going with, you know, getting new clients? And almost all the time, I would, well, not, not all the time, but very frequently, I would get this response back. And I want you to think about it if this came up for you. This, when, this, when you think about, oh, I, I should find clients, then where you're like, oh, I need to get active on LinkedIn. I should post more on LinkedIn. I should start a blog. Oh, what about YouTube channel? Yes, yes. Twitter. Oh, God. Facebook, oh, I got to figure out TikTok, <laughs> right? So did that come up for you? Yeah, just type in a yes if it did. And often that's the first thing that I would hear. And, okay, so some no, some yeses, yeah. But but it was pretty big, even even for those in the top one, yeah. So, so I was like, yeah, I, mean, I need to do that. And oddly enough, when I started this program in Power BI Consult program in 2019, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> this is 2022 because clearly back then, I didn't know what I was doing because the first module inside the program was social media. Oh, yay. And it made sense back then because I was like, dude, come on, just look at me, right? I mean, you know, hey, that's how you found me. You found me on YouTube. Yeah, so this thing works. This thing rocks. Uh, let's just, I'm going to show you how to do it. But then I realized that it took me two years. And man, two years of like sweat and grind. And hey, I'm all about the hacks now, you know, so shortcut. Again, I mean, you know, if you think hard work leads to success, the, the, the trap there is that if you believe that, and again, subconsciously more than consciously, a lot of people, um, when I ask them, they, they say no. But think about the question that I would ask you is that what happens when you fail or not succeed or something like that, don't get the results? What do you actually do? What are the thoughts that you think? And I know what I used to do. I was like, if I failed at something, oh, I didn't get promoted. Oh, I got to work harder this year, right? So automatic. So again, it's the thoughts we're not even aware. So, but now I'd like to question that. I'm like, oh, what's the hack? What's the shortcut? And of course, you've heard me say this, the quality of your life is the quality of questions you ask. Change your questions. Change your life. So I changed the question. Uh, well, I, I didn't change it. Well, I guess I did change the question. So, so I started asking around other people, other experts, Microsoft MVPs, other people who had made it. Right? Because I knew my story. I'm like, two years of sweat and grind. I mean, I, I guess. But, but again, I mean, and sometimes, you know, the uh, what is it called? The selection bias. You only see the winners. Podcasts, pod, people say podcasts are blowing up. But I think the statistics are like horrible. You know, most podcasts, like 90 plus percent, don't go past 10 episodes, right? So the failure rate is incredibly high, but all we see are the winners, right? We see, so think about the, the term unicorn. Who's, who's familiar with the term in the, you know, kind of the stock industry, unicorn? And uh, yeah, people talk about unicorns and are obsessed with it. I think that's like a billion dollar company, a uh, billion dollar valuation. But you read the story of how the name was who, the person who named them unicorn and they named them because 
it was like a dig on how rare it is. So that's a challenge. Even when we see the success, it's you're not seeing everybody who didn't make it. But anyway, I went around and asked um, how many blog posts, how, how much work did it take? I asked others to get to this goal, which is, which is the ultimate goal for clients, right? They're in a steady stream of clients, don't have to worry about it. So can you guys guess a number? Put, put, put something in. I know it's kind of a crazy question, but yeah, how many blog posts? So if you started on this journey, it's like, yeah, I'm going to be active on LinkedIn. How many, what does it take? How many blog posts? 200, 500? Yeah, you guys are kind of close. Yeah, good, good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, one of you got the answer. <laughs> yeah, great. I think it was David Andre got it. Yep, the answer always was heck of a lot. But then I changed it. I hacked it. Because I said, what if you don't have to do all that? What if it only takes one? Just one. And that's where this idea of Pillarstone story was born. One story, powerfully told. Now, we have a whole structure for this insider program, but I'll give you kind of the high level, high, high level here. So it's one powerful story written with your ideal client in mind. And that's why step one was to find a niche, right? You got to know who you're talking to. You got to know who you're telling the story to. You got to know who your audience is. So one powerful story written with your client in mind, and it should be based on a real project. Yeah, ideally. And it's got a specific structure that draws them in, keeps them hooked, and makes you irresistible for your ideal client. I mean, by the end of the story, they're like, oh, gee, how do I talk to this guy? Right? You know, yet they're looking for you. And this is the one story you can tell again and again in different settings. And every time you do so, you're just making it better. You're making it sharper and sharper. It was like a samurai sword which cuts through your client's objections. So we've been talking a lot about fears, doubts, objections, all of that sort of stuff. The yeah, but. But what we forget is when you're working with a client, they come with their own set of all of that. And that's what the Pillarstone story does. It cuts through those. Because otherwise, you know, they're not, right? I mean, they'll say, yeah, that's good. But, you know, yeah, right? So they, they have this set of yeah buts. So it gives them that, uh, uh, you know, shows them kind of what's possible, talks about the problem, connects with them, and then cuts through these objections. So that's the Pillarstone story. Um, now, of course, as I said, more, you know, you obviously covered a lot more detail in the program, uh, step by step. But more than that, we, we practice it together and give feedback and help each other. And of course, um, you've seen me do this. In a way, everything that we have, a lot of, yeah, we, we, uh, we uh, our event platforms, a lot of them have been created to help our members and help our students, right? So we have uh, uh, the dashboard showcases we run. We, of course, run a lot of live events. We do private events for our Learn Power BI program. We, of course, do the big worldwide Power BI conference. So a lot of different levels. And these are all platforms for them to share their story, practice it, make it sharper. And 
if you haven't guessed it, again, it's, it's about the key, it's about the iterative process. And that's the biggest lesson here, which is where we do see some people get stuck. Of course, the folks are in the program, we're, you know, that's where, you know, we kind of give them a little shove because the key is not to wait for the perfect story, but take your story and make it perfect. And surprise, surprise, this comes from a TED Talk. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge fan. And this one is by Karen Eber, uh, TED Speaker, Data Storyteller. So don't wait for the perfect story. Take your story and make it perfect. It might feel like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a good idea, Harvey, but no, I'm just not ready. Let me just practice. Let me just lock myself in the room and do this and craft and polish and perfect it. Then I'll come back. Uh, please don't. All right. So don't, don't wait for it. Tell your story. Make it perfect. As our members have done. And of course, you've seen a lot of these in the bonus training in the event information page, right? Now, a little bit more about the Pedestrian story. So it is, it is like an accordion. So there will be different versions, and you should practice these in different settings. So they can be a 60-second version, or they can be a 60-minute version. It's a quick kind of elevator pitch, like, yeah, what do you do? And you give them an answer. You put this in a story, short form. And you can... Uh, Tell somebody a story on a stage or in a private one-on-one -on -one meeting. In fact, one of the most powerful settings where you can use a Pillarston story, where you would use a Pillarston story, is a one-on-one -on -one setting. When you're meeting with a potential client or, well, if you stay in a job, then potential employer. By the way, everything that I've taught, part one, two, three, it's not like it only applies to consultants. So some of these, a lot of these principles are universal, right? So one-on-one so -on -one meetings, that's a really powerful setting. But again, before that, you got to kind of practice it before you, you know, that shouldn't be the first time you're saying it, right? So, um, and what I also want to emphasize, folks, is that, hey, this is your journey. And I want you to realize that you have complete freedom to do it your own way. Now, of course, I talk about the goal of this program was like, oh, create a life by design, right? And, and, well, therefore, it has to be a business by design. So, you know, so sometimes people are like, I mean, yeah, man, but, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't like speaking on the stage or I don't like, yeah, I don't like, I, I don't think I can present a Zoom webinar. Well, if that's not you, find your style. And again, you've seen me experiment with it. I went off of YouTube live because it, yeah, it just, I, I'm an introvert, by the way, whole other story, maybe we'll cover it later. Most people don't believe it, but just saw what happened. I was kind of always uncomfortable on YouTube. And, and then I switched to Zoom, where I just unmute one person and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. That is so good for my introvert self, right? So, so there might be something like that. It'd be like, hey, and, and so you get to do your own way. Although I'll say, be a little careful, because it's not like introverts can't do public speaking. They can't, can't be the life of a party. A lot of those things are learned skills. But... It is going to be your choice. Right? So you can choose which way you do exactly how you do it. I always love giving the example of Tony Robbins and Steve Jobs. They were both great public speakers. But Tony Robbins, over the top, big extrovert, big personality. Steve Jobs, oh, you know, gosh, watch his speech. And he's like soft-spoken, but he's hanging you on his every word. So again, don't let that introvert, extrovert, or any other label that you think you have preclude you from anything, right? A lot of these are learned skills and you can do it, but you do have the choice to do it completely your own way. 
<laughs> I like my name is saying. Avi's an engaging introvert, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, the short version is this. My friends, in this day and age, you can't just do good work and hope to succeed. I mean, those days are gone. Maybe my dad's life was like that. You know, you put your head down, you're sitting on your desk, you're, you've got a sign to you, and you work away. And, and you let your work, I will let my work speak for itself. I wish that worked, right? But it doesn't. You got to do good work and tell great stories. You got to tell others about your good work. And the more people that, you, that know about your good work, the more people that have heard your story, the more powerful your story becomes, the more powerful you become. And of course, lucky for you, my friend, now you only have to focus on one, your Billistone story. And that is step two. Okay, how is it going so far? I just want to check in, type in a yes. If things are like, yeah, that's working, I'm getting it. Yeah, or if you have a question, definitely put it in the Q&A box or, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so sounds good. Okay, let's talk about step three, your first project. So you've defined your niche, you've created a story, and how do you get the first project? Now, I'll admit that this, this can be a bit of a chicken and egg problem. So, um, but let's back up a bit and, and start here. So, of course, I talk to a lot of new members in the Learn Power BI program, and uh, yeah, I don't like labels. Actually, yeah, so Power BI rookie, but but a lot of folks that I talk to, they say something like this. So they ask me, Avi, I really want to get good at Power BI. Oh, can you point me some good data sets I can practice with? You know, I'm just going to spend the weekend or something, right? And that's okay. But I believe that if you want to get really good at Power BI, you need real practice. And that means real data, real data, not AdventureWorks, not Contoso, not Fabricam, right? But real business data. But you also need a real client. Now, of course, I realize that that second part sometimes is, is a little tricky, you know. So real data sets you can still get, but of course, you know, I mean, instead of uh, basketball or baseball or something like that, I mean, frankly, you want it to be in your own domain, ideally, right? So finance person, you, you know, yeah. So real data and real client. And again, ideal would be in your own domain, but still the real business data, real business client, because otherwise it's often like this. You're, you're, you think you're playing tennis, but you're not. You're hitting that ball against the wall, and you get you can get quite good at hitting the ball against the wall. But again, that's that's not tennis. <laughs> the first time you play as a player, you would find out, right? So, so yeah, you need that because that's what BI is. That's certainly what Power BI is. Power BI is agile BI. It's that onion, and you need that back and forth with the client to peel that onion. Right? So you say, oh yeah, let's do this, let's do that, right? So iterative cycles every week check in so that's often how remote consulting works we just check in with a client every week a one-hour meeting hey here's what we did da, da, da. what do you think feedback you know what's next and then plan for next week right so you need that back and forth now of course um and that's why it's important to have that real client now, of course, this is where we've talked about inner you know, saboteurs, fears, excuses. I'll call one out, which 
may be coming up for you. I have seen it with our program members and our students will say, yeah, you know, yeah, but let me first get good at Power BI. Then, then I'll look for my first client. Then I'll look for my first project. Now, of course, by now, you know, pyramid theory, all of that is hashtag backwards. Start working on your first project. Uh, starting to work on your first project is the fastest way to get good at Power BI. Right? Starting to help somebody is the fastest way to climb up that pyramid. And if you have somehow missed the whole pyramid theory things, like, what is Avi talking about? Just go to this URL, learnpowerbi.com slash pyramid. So great. So you're ready. You get the idea that you need real practice. You need to be working with real data, real clients. How do you find one? Well, I have good news for you. Most likely, even if you're not yet a Power BI consultant, you've already worked with a client because you've probably already completed a project or, or some dashboard, some report for your own company. And so, yeah, so your first client is your own company. So, again, I want you to let that sink in because I know a lot of our uh, program members, they, they start the journey and there's this big anxiety about, oh, I've, I've, I've never done it. And, you know, yeah, I need my first client. And just say to yourself. So, again, guys, I mean, thoughts are important, right? A thoughts, create a, thoughts lead to action, which lead to create a reality. So, if you stay stuck there, well, you're going to stay stuck there. But you say, yeah, well, I've already helped one company and my own company, it was an internal client, but you know, I can help other companies the same way. Right? The internal clients aren't that different from the external clients. So I want you to recognize that. It's like, yep, you know, good. And um, I know this, this acceptance can sometimes be difficult. You saw that if you hung out with me in the part two Q&A, we had one of the members who was like, well, yeah, I've done it here, but I just can't see myself helping other companies. Trust me, if you can help one company, you can help another. Internal client, not that different than external client. Well, great. So, of course, the next question might be, so, yes, but we're talking about the path of Power BI consultants. So, how do I, I'm, I'm working at a company, I'm an employee here, maybe I've done one project, maybe I've done a few. But now, how do I go out and get an external client? And that's a good question. That should be the next step. Because I do realize that there are, there are benefits to that. Because for one, there are some logistical things, I call it the external things, which so sometimes people have questions like, yeah, but how do we share data? How do I get access to the data? Like they, they haven't figured that kind of stuff out. And I was like, yeah, how does it work? Do we meet weekly with, you know, do we meet every day? Yeah, I mean, you know, so I have all of these questions and it's it's kind of a mystery. It's kind of a black box. They, they can see pieces, but they haven't stepped into it. So it is valuable to step into it. And of course, there's that internal part as well, where it just gives you more confidence you you know so i know I'm, I'm telling you that hey i know that i've seen everybody do it which is uh if they have helped one company they then be able to go on and help others but just doing that will give you confidence so it is valuable but again it can be sometimes challenging because it's that chicken and egg thing so of course you know i love hacks so we have hacked it um and this is how we do it how many here um, have heard about Real Power BI. If not, go check out all the details at realpowerbi.com. But the idea there is really simple. So again, we just leverage the platform that we have to empower our students. So I go to my audience 
and um, and uh, well, you would at some point, you know, in this year, get get this email saying, "Hey guys, we're running Real Power BI, and this is your opportunity to submit your projects, and you'll be selected and matched with one of our members in the Power BI program." Right? And and of course, every time we've done it, man, it's 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 always really incredible, you know. So this is from one of the times we've done it, where you can see we get um, applications from businesses from all over the world, in all different sectors and it's like oh it's it's incredible so and of course they go through the whole process and of course hey don't just do good work you got to do good work tell great stories so we give them another platform where they can kind of practice this story tell that story and so forth right so that's uh that's that structure uh this is some of what our students have seen uh, have said about it great experience tremendous amount of knowledge transfer and 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 frankly the biggest thing is that what I've seen in them, the, the mindset shift, right? The inner shift, the confidence that they get. Now, one detail that I'll say is that when we, when we uh, reach out to businesses to submit their projects for Real Power BI, we do say that it's going to be free. But I want to share a secret with you that it's actually not free. <laughs> that makes sense. And, and generally, my recommendation would be that Actually, always my recommendation would be that you not work for free. But the thing is that, um, um, you know, so you should be paid, but the payment doesn't always have to be in terms of money, cash, dollars. You can be paid in a lot of other ways. And sometimes it's far more valuable to be paid in this other way than money can ever be. So for one, of course, in that experience, they're kind of paying you with the data set. So remember I said that, man, real data is really important. <laughs> they, they're going to give you access to the data. Right? So of course, these people sign an NDA and so forth. You know, that's how consulting works, right? So you get access to the data. So they're paying in terms of that. And again, remember the real client that I talked about? They're giving you them. They're giving you their time. And sometimes they're senior leaders and stuff. Man, that time is valuable. So there are, this is a big way in which they're paying. And of course, in one way you're earning is you're gaining this real world experience, right? And of course, you're getting a story out of it. You can go through that experience and come back and tell that story, share that story, build your Peloton story around it if you need to, if you want to. And well, in most cases, you should get a testimonial. So we prep these people. We, we tell them that, hey, you're going to go through this process. It is free. They're not paying in dollars. Uh, it is, it is time-based though. So they know that, you know, it's a one month long engagement, uh, so they know what, what they're getting into. And then we say that, hey, at the end of it, we just want you to share an honest testimonial. By the way, that's the right way to ask for testimonials. Ask for it at the beginning. And just say these words, just simple words. Okay, at the end of it, honest testimonial. We don't have to, if we're not asking you to sing praises for us, just give us honest testimonial. And of course, most likely they're going to give you a positive testimonial, which you can use in other places. And if they, it's not so much positive, well, then it's constructive. Then you can use that to improve yourself, right? So either way, it's a win-win. And now, this, this is not our intent. This is not why we run Power BI. We run Power BI for all of these goodness. And of course, we end up helping these businesses in a big, big way as well. Oh, trust me. And maybe that is why we do get this bonus sometimes. And again, I, I, I tell my students not to expect this, but if it happens or if it seems to be leading that way, then why not right? pursue that, right? So, um, some of these convert to a paid project. So that, that we've seen happen a few times as well. 
Oh, and of course, the last thing is referrals. Even if it, whether it does or does not convert to a paid project, you can always say, hey, man, it was great working with you. Hey, can you tell me, uh, can you possibly connect me with three people you know who could use my help? Right? Ask for referrals. So that is, you know, word of mouth is one of the strongest things. But one thing that, one simple thing that most people don't do is actively ask for referrals. Just ask, right? Most people ask. Oh, yeah, I know. So just ask. It's like, hey, can you, can you connect with me? And again, if you get specific, that helps. If you say, connect me with three people. Can you connect me with three people you know? Um, you know, so, so again, you ask them. You say, hey, um, hey, man, it's really been good working with you. How, do you, uh, how, is, how has it been the experience for you? What do you feel about the results that you've gotten? And, of course, then they're going to say, yeah, man, we love you. This has been awesome. And that's when you say, oh, great. I'm so glad to be able to help you. Uh, would you be able to connect me uh, uh, three people you know who who could use the same help, you know, who's struggling with the same challenges? And and again, they may not connect, they may or may not connect with three people. That's not the point. But when you get specific, it's it's more of a hook. It's harder for them to kind of brush it off, really. All right, I'm going a little bit too deep, but yeah, Real Power BI works great. Referrals, of course, that that applies uh, with anything, with any of the existing clients or anybody you're talking to, really, you know. All right, so that was step three, the first project. We talked about that. Oh, yeah, so so folks, uh, so these steps, what I said at the beginning, these steps are the same steps that we have crafted, refined, chiseled, uh, improved, and still improving uh, inside of Power BI Consultant Program. So that's been running since 2019, and I, and I will share more details about the program. But again, the steps are simple and and. And, and I wanted you to know what all the steps are. Whether, whether or not you join the program, what I'll say is that your journey to become a Power BI consultant will involve the same steps. Yeah, I, I would recommend you do take the same steps. So great. So, so again, let's recap a little bit. Step one is define your niche. Step two is um, <laughs> create your Billstone story. Step three is you get your first client. And step four, you got to get your next client. Now, for this, you don't have to do anything special or different. It's everything that you have already done so far. You have defined a niche. You have created a story behind that. And now, of course, you're going to target that niche by, you know, kind of sharing that story. Right. So let's say you're targeting um, the example we had was project managers in aerospace manufacturing. Well, then, you know, you're going to try to connect with them in different ways you can. If there are meetups, conferences, blah, where these people hang out. So now that you know your niche, you can say, oh, where do they hang out, right? And just go out there and, again, look for opportunities to share that story, either in, like, maybe you're a speaker or maybe in one-on-one -on -one settings or small group settings, whatever, right? So there's a lot of different ways. But, again, you're leveraging the step one and two. Step one, you know what your niche is. You know what you're targeting. And step two, you have a story to tell them. You have a convincing, really powerful message to tell them, which hooks them in. And that's how you can get your next client. Now, of course, we talked about the Real Power BI program. Sometimes they can work to the clients. They provide referrals and so forth. So, yeah, so getting the next client is not like rocket science. It's not like a totally different thing. It's just everything that you've you already uh, learned and done by now. You just leverage that to get the next client. Now, of course, we kind of hack it as well. <laughs> and, and, you know, I love hacks right now. So, um, of course, you've seen that, that we provide a platform to showcase 
for our members to showcase themselves and attract clients. And the biggest one is, of course, the worldwide Barbie conference we run. We ran it last October, I think. And, and it's, it's, it's a big event. We make it a big event. So that's a great opportunity for our members to attract these clients. And of course, throughout the year, we do multiple live events. Some are small and intimate. We do these private calls with Learn Power BI and so forth uh, to, to the big one that I mentioned, the worldwide conferences. And of course, we use every opportunity we get to showcase our members on all of our social channels. So be it YouTube, LinkedIn is where I'm most active these days, and our podcast is coming up next. And we already have a few interviews, but we're going to be doing more. So that's kind of our hack. Uh, oh, we have more. I'm not done. <laughs> so another hack and the way we try to help the, our members is that um, we pass consulting leads coming through our website. So, and some of you may have even tried it. Um, if you go to learnpowerbi.com and click contact us. So this is where we get most of our traffic. Everybody who stumbles on a YouTube channel or something, eventually they end up on this website. But on the contact us page, it says, yep, send a message to me. And uh, it says, oh, if you need help with Power BI training or consulting. Now, I only focus on training now, right? I mean, I, I started with consulting, but now I'm only focused on, on, on training. So guess where the consulting leads go? <laughs> well, they, they go in the, in the private channel for our Power BI consultant program members. And I just say, hey, somebody looking for consulting, who's here to help, right? And of course, I'm happy to do that because I know that these folks will hit it out of the park and they're going to support each other. And, and yep, so uh, I'm just going to share one quote, one of my favorite quotes uh, from one of the clients who was helped by our program members. And this was Matt Bracken who said, we got more done in eight hours than I could have done in 80. That's the kind of results that these guys can accomplish. And I'm proud of that. So I'm happy to connect with them. With If somebody reaches out for consulting help, I just pass it on. And they get, they get, um, you know, they start working them, help them. Now, what I will say is that um, don't get too excited about it because I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, so I mentioned, I'm mentioning some aspects of my program just to kind of, you know, share you how we are making it work internally. But uh, for this one, I do want to emphasize that my, my main goal, probably one and only goal is to teach others to fish. So it's not to like, oh yeah, I'll get these leads and you get to work on this. That will probably be a consulting company, which, hey, there, there, there are lots of them out there. That's what, what, would I, what unique thing would I add to the world if I added another consulting company? I don't think so. I don't think that's my gift to the world. My gift and service to the world is to teach others to fish because I think that is really important because that is what you need in the end to create a true life of freedom, to really get control of your life. Still, working at a consulting company, guys, is still a job. I know because I've done that. And trust me, there's still going to be annual performance reviews. <laughs> That's my benchmark. <laughs> you know, there are annual performance reviews. It's a job. And um, yeah, I don't want to go back to that. So, so yeah, so great, great, great. Um, now, of course, we also do this, we help our members every opportunity we get because we know that they'll turn around and help other members. And in fact, we see a lot of cases where members have partnered up for projects, they've shared opportunities. So folks, yeah, I mean, this is what's happening kind of inside the program, but I will say that if you go on this journey, stay open to that. 
I always say collaboration before competition. And so if you go out there, don't feel like you're fighting with everybody, everybody's in competition. Yeah, look for ways to collaborate. Great. So that was step four, your next client. And we are so close. And I know the yeah buts are probably coming up, maybe furiously. Do put them in the question box. Do vote for the items which you would like to ask us about. And we will get those. So again, so this is how we listen, right? I mean, we're listening to something that's like, yep, I already know that. I already know that. Oh, that is not true. Oh, that's false. Right? So, so there's this mental chatter going on. Listen to it. And again, if, if some fears and doubts are coming up, put that in the Q&A box. I would like to help you work through it and get your answer, right answer. Before we go to step five, though, I want to pause here. And guys, you've seen in part one and two, in a way, we talked about a lot about the inner journey. Wouldn't you say? We talked about saboteurs, we talked about fear excuses, all of that sort of stuff. We talked about the being in the river, seeing the river. And, and trust me, I feel like uh, such a weirdo sometimes <laughs> when I'm talking about this stuff. But I talk about this stuff because it's important. In fact, what I'll say is the inner journey is the only one that matters. You cannot create outside in your life, in your business, anything that you don't already have inside. And that is why I love this milestone, step four, because I see you know, an inner shift in our members. So when they come in, uh, you know, so, uh, so once they have done step four, Right. Once they have like, uh, you know, gotten the first client, gotten the next client, they know it's not a fluke. They know it's working. They can see the results. They can see the client's reaction. So I see them go through this, this mindset shift. And they say to themselves, oh, Avi, I, I can help others using my Power BI skills. Right. We I mean, think about the place where they, a lot of them started, the whole not good enoughness and all that sort of stuff we talked about. And again, guys, they're not any different than you. Right? The people who succeed are not different than anybody else. They have the same fears, same doubts. It's just that they do take action. So they get this. I hear them say this. Like, oh, I mean, wow, I can help others using my Power BI skills. And of course, the second one that says, and I can get paid for it. Oh my God, what can be better than this, right? I'm doing what I love, blah, blah. Now, the funny thing is that these two things, I know these to be true from day one. Now, in a program, we're pretty selective. You have limited spots as a small group. I talk to every member before they join. So, yeah, I, yeah, I know these people. And from day one, I know this to be true. But of course, that is meaningless. What's important is whether you believe. So yeah, guys, don't ignore the inner journey. That part is important too. And step four, I usually see people kind of get there. And then all that's left is step five, which is kind of the, you know, kind of the end goal for any consultant. So like, hey, now all if I had was a steady stream of clients. And again, the great news here is that there's nothing new. There's nothing complicated. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh you want to study? Now you got to do this whole bunch of other stuff, right? So nothing special or different. Just the same principles with a different goal. So you go and you leverage and refine these elements. So again, it's an iterative process. So folks, I've been running this business, uh, my business for many years. 
and I, 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 I'm, I still refine my niche every year. Right? I go deeper. <laughs> so as an iterative process, but you're going to keep leveraging and refining these elements. Your niche, your Pillowstone story, and I, I didn't use this word earlier, but the selling you use, is, we call it the story selling. The best way to sell these days is not to sell. Because think about it, everybody's kind of being bombarded by these sales messages. So we sidestep that. And it's more effective to just tell a story, now, a convincing story. That's why we use the Pillowstone story with a specific structure. So, yep, it's, yeah. So a lot of people have this doubt that, oh, yeah, have you, I'm thinking about being a consultant, but man, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't like sales. I don't want to do sales. Well, guess what? I don't think I've done sales one day in my life. And of course, that's not what we teach our members to do. It's like, no, have your story, share that story. And again, you can do it your own way. You, you don't have to do webinars like me or anything, right? I mean, you don't have to go to Power BI conference and present there. You can do it in one-on-one settings. So niche, personal story, and the story selling. Now, what I will, um, actually, before we go on, uh, anybody knows how many Fast and Furious movies are there? Just just type in a number. I asked uh, my son, and he said nine. Okay, wow. Hey, <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> my son, by the way, is the... It's a great um, resource of information for me. I stopped watching news many years ago, and so now I get it filtered from him, which I like, which is much better than watching news, I think. Uh, you know, so, so yeah, so there'll be nine movies. Now, if you think about it, why do they do that? <laughs> because it, it's, it's like, it's, it's the obvious thing to do, right? If something works, you just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And that's why Hollywood does it, and their business too. We just need to do it in our own business. Is there somebody here who was part, participating in this event last year? Yeah, type in a yes if you're here last year for this event, the same event. Okay, some people were. You, you, you see, that's what I'm doing, right? Rinse and repeat. Now, of course, we've refined it, chiseled it, shaped it differently, but the core is the same. Business, again, fast and furious, guys. That's the greatest business lesson ever. You don't have to constantly keep doing new things. Find a model that works and just rinse and repeat. So, yeah, niche, business, and story, story selling, it works. You don't have to do anything else. You're going to get deeper. You're going to get better. But then again, you got you to gotta, you know, have your true goal in mind and let that drive you, guide you to create a life of design. Now, a few of the things I'll share is that, of course, some things which start working in your favor is that your experience with current clients. Obviously, you have, like physically, tangibly, you have these things you can show, right? Uh, but of course, you have the inner confidence as well. So the inner and outer journey are kind of going hand in hand. And um, yeah, so you leverage all of these to build a steady stream of clients. Now, as you can imagine, um, well, um, it, it gets easier as you go on forward. Now, what I'll also mention is that the style of business that we run, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the costs are, you know, pretty minimal. I mean, compared especially to a brick and mortar business, oh boy, I mean, I know some friends who are in my entrepreneurs program who run brick and mortar business and yeah, it's, it's a huge investment. So in this, it's, it, the key thing I'm trying to say is that you only need a few steady clients to earn a really good living. And that's what most of our members did kind of ended up. Ian Bowman, I love using his example. He, he loves working with 
kind of steady clients on a long-term basis. And he, he uses the term uh, that I'm their wingman. I think he calls it data analytics wingman. So yeah, so like, hey, I'm going to partner with you. I'm going to support your business and help you grow. So these are long-term relationships and you only need a few steady clients. Uh, and, and it does get easier as you gain momentum. Think about it. I mean, if you're trying to get a car from zero to 10 miles an hour, that takes the most amount of force. That's when the engine is working the hardest and, you know, you're burning the fuel. But of course, at that point, it's getting easier. So you get hit 60 miles an hour and then just cruising. Then it needs very little energy. And of course, it works the same way uh, because you have a lot of factors working for you. Um, word of mouth is a powerful thing. We talked about actively asking for referrals. And oftentimes, you can grow with your clients. Um, right? So uh, yeah, as they progress, you can kind of take that journey with them. That's how the thing where people often are like, oh, I don't want to embarrass myself with the client. I, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of Power BI Consulting because uh, what if I step into something that is too deep? Guys, it doesn't work this way. I mean, if you talk to our members, they're always learning as they go because they're growing with the client. And that is a good thing. Trust me. It, that's a good thing, not not just for you, but for the client as well. Right? So um, great, great, great. So one reminder, though, that as you are in step five, and it's like steady stream of clients. It is easy to lose sight of this. And we see that happening with the members as well. And I've seen that happen with even Microsoft MVPs, where they get so stuck in their business that they're not working on their business anymore. And they definitely forget their true goal if they ever had one. A lot of people I talked to, they, they never wrote down the true goal, right? So... So there is this, this balance between working in your business versus working on your business, which, by the way, is no different than being an employee. I mean, even when you're an employee, there are people, and by people, for one, the basic example is me, where I was working very busily in my job, right? I was doing a lot of stuff. And like, you know, can I imagine that duck on a wall? And I was struggling really hard, but... Uh, confusing movement with progress. <laughs> a lot of movement, very little progress because I was not working on my career. There are other set of things you do. For one, defining a niche, creating a personal story, and building your brand around it. These apply both to employee and consultant. That is working on your business. That is working on your career. You can't ignore that. Well, I mean, if you do, ignore it at your own risk. Now, of course, the one thing that... Um, helped me and I think helps everybody is having a coach, having a coach and definitely a community. So my big advice would be if you can try not to go on this journey alone. All right. So that, that's the five steps, my friend. So what's next, of course, for these five steps, again, it's like you iterate. So these people are, are still, every year we continue to evolve. I see them go deeper and we work together. We, we co-create this program, this experience as well. And of course, I had mentioned this earlier, but it is possible that you're thinking of this like, um, really just five steps? Uh, yeah, define a niche, story, client, nice client, steady stream. Can't be that simple. Well, it is simple, yet many would fail. <laughs> Again, it's funny how many failure stories I have. So you remember the time when I left Microsoft with a dream in my heart? I was like, oh, Power BI, I'm going to help others. Um, sometime later, I had burned through all my savings, 
And I remember driving on a road, feeling quite desperate. And I saw like a road construction crew. And I was like, I should just go join them. <laughs> I should just go dig ditches. And it was, it was hard. And so why is it then, if it's simple, why would people fail? If the steps are simple, why would, you know, why did I struggle? His answer is, it's simple, but not necessarily easy. I mean, think about, think about the steps for, you know, for, uh, you know, kind of growing a plant. Oh, plant seed, water. The steps are not hard, but, you know, if that's all you do, many of your seeds may not thrive or even sprout. Because you also need the right environment, the right sunlight, the right temperature, the right rainfall, the right soil, all of these things around you that contribute to, you know, or, or you know, decide which way things are going to turn out. The right conditions are important. So remember when I was ready to go dig ditches? I got lucky. Because I came across... And I didn't know this word. I, I've used this word earlier. Sorry, I didn't explain it. But I, I didn't know this word mastermind. But it's, it's kind of like a program. Uh, first time I, I was hearing it from this person. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, I said, yep, this is an online program. And, and initially, I was really skeptical. <laughs> Trust me. I was like, what is this? Uh, you know? But what I found inside was, number one was the training. And this is the map. And, and this is what they said, and it really made sense to me. So this person said that, hey, look, I don't know everything. In fact, I know very little in the big picture. But I do know this one thing. And this one thing I can teach you with my program. And that's what they had unpacked in their training. So this was a program for digital entrepreneurs and online entrepreneurs, right? And so this person was had had created success for themselves and they said oh cool i'm just gonna you know kind of write down all the steps record all the steps for you so that's the training that's the map that's the one thing that they kind of gave to me from their experience and of course the gps the guidance system was the coach themselves so, because again i mean all of this inner journey outer journey there are a lot of questions on both sides fears doubts questions and <laughs> it just helps even when if you have the map um, it just helps to have some guidance. So they were there to support us, our members. And last thing, but probably the most important one, and I was surprised in the end when I look back, I would say for me, for sure, the community was the most important element. The connections that I made, the people they were with, they helped me more in a way, a lot more than my coach ever did. It's it, it, thankful to my coach, but, but again, the community. So it feels weird. It's like, is it, isn't it like blind leading the blind? So we were at the start of this thing, all scared, uh, shirtless and, you know, and, and, um, and, and yeah, not knowing, not clueless. We all kind of felt like that. That's how we felt inside. But then we kind of held hands and walked together. And, and that was so awesome. We could help each other more. So weird phenomena, but it works. And of course, um, or Coach taught us this too. I love this line. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And a bonus is, it's just a whole lot more fun doing it with other people. So that was 
the program that I stumbled into, that I got lucky to find. And well, as I say, the rest is history. <laughs> you, you, you've seen my business grow over the years and so forth. So, so of course, now I know this model works. So my own, not just outer, but inner success is evidence of that. But of course, in that program, I've, I've seen a lot of other members from yogis to hairstylists, it's, it's unbelievable what's possible. So again, when I was at Microsoft, my world was like this. And, and when I stepped into this world, I'm like, what? And frankly, the funny thing is, a lot of these professions where people think that there's no money, I saw people with astounding number of zeros in their annual revenue, right? So, um, you know, school teachers, art teachers, and yes, yogis and hairstylists too, and if photographers, right? It's just incredible what's possible. So of course, um, imitation is the best form of flattery. So, so, um, and that's why um, I created the Power BI Consulting Program. So I talked to you about how my journey was painful and I don't want others to go through that pain, <laughs> you know, to be willing to, oh, like, yeah, I, I, I would be better off digging ditches in the road. So I don't want anybody else to experience that. And that's why we created the Power BI Consulting Program to give that environment, training, coaching, community. Now, of course, we've packed in a whole bunch of extra stuff in there as well. And by the way, yes, as I promised, I will. I know you're submitting your questions. Keep voting for those two. I promise I'll get to those, uh, get to each one of those uh, through the session. So, um, yeah, so you have those. But let me tell you a little bit more about the program. So I know we, we've talked about it a little bit. I mentioned it. You've you met some members, but let me give you the details on the program. And I think why is a great place to start. Any Simon Sinek fans out there? I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek. And of course, his, that's how he rose to popularity. Start with the why. Uh, I love his recent work as well. The Infinite Game. Ooh, mind-blowing stuff. So that's a great place to start. Now, of course, you know the start of my journey. I started teaching Power BI, and that is our main Learn Power BI course where I teach you Power BI. I teach you DAX, I teach you M, I teach you visualization, all that sort of stuff. And of course, I do it slightly differently. I talked about how I like making things simple, and I also like focusing on the core 20% core concepts because I feel like rather than trying to learn it all, if we know the concepts, the 20%, it gives us 80% of the results. So that is my Power BI training program, and I've been doing that for a few years, several years. But as I, as I saw a lot of people go through this program, well, they all learned Power BI, but only some had breakthrough success. And you met them in part one. And Pam Baker, in her words, I was just an accountant for 15 years, and now they seek me out from all over the world. Incredible story. Justina Bucks, new mom, a uh, job she hated, and uh, you know, less than a year, uh, I get this email from her. Saying, hey, Avi, I forexed my annual income. And I was just astounded and, and got kind of obsessed with this idea that, yep, it's, it's not that they were working 80-hour weeks. They were not the smartest student in the group, right? It's not about that. Like, oh, the, the, they had the most DAX ninja skills. What is it? So I've been a student since then. And of course, in my journey, I discovered you know, the, uh, other coaches and gurus and experts and learned from them. And Vishen Lakhiani, he's the one who taught me about this rules idea, this bullshit rules, which we just believe to be truths. We'd never even question. 
we, we never even see them because again, if something is true, you don't think about it. I mean, you don't think the sky is blue. You don't wake up and say, oh my God, the sky is blue. No, right? It's, it's just blue. So we accept these as is. And that's what I was. And yeah, work hard, learn, keep learning, work hard, keep learning. And they, so in my quest for this obsession, hey, how do you get success? I came across those. And that's the why behind this program. I, I, why did I create this program? Because I wanted breakthrough success beyond Power BI. I don't want them to just learn Power BI. I wanted them to be, be able to leverage their skills and get this breakthrough success. Those are two different things. There are a lot of people in the program who are extremely smart. I can see that when I talk to them. I can see when they respond in the community. I'm like, oh, they have their skills. But I also know that they're kind of still stuck in the data dungeon. So my, my why was I wanted to create more PAMs and Justinas. And, of course, you've seen a lot of stories. Here are some more. Um, these are just some of the graduates from her. Uh, and their companies, and and, and yeah, and, and these guys kind of inspire me more. It's like, hey, how can we, how can we help others and so forth? Okay, so let's talk about the next piece, and this is important. Who is it for? Who is it not for? Now, so at a high level, you've heard me talk about this. This is the is, is the kind of the underlying inspiration behind this program is that people who want to focus on doing what they love and when you do what you love you automatically get really really good at it which is a great feeling too you know um uh, making an impact using your power bi skills to help others and of course creating a life for freedom creating a life on your own terms that's at a high level but i want to dive in a little bit deeper and i want to talk about some specific items here so this is <laughs> definitely not a get rich quick scheme um, it, it's not for fence sitters. Ooh, yeah. So if you're one of those who's like, yeah, I'm just going to think about this for a second. It, it, it's yeah, it's for, uh, it's, it's not for folks who are looking to get a job, any job. Um, it's not for folks who are looking for a job at a consulting company. As I said earlier, working at a consulting company is still a job. It's a different job, but it's still a job, right? So, and, and I've done that. And, and again, I'll say, if they're doing annual, your annual performance review, if they're controlling how much raise you get, oh yeah, cool here, you know, and uh, then it's really not that different. So um, what I will say here for a little bit is that that can be a stepping stone for you. That can be a great stepping stone, in fact, right? So you go from an employee to a consulting company and then become an independent consultant. But hopefully that's not your end goal. Uh, well, certainly, if you don't love Power BI, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> and uh, maybe you just want to build like a big consulting company. Again, I mean, I'm not even the guy to teach you that stuff. So, so who is it for? It's for folks who are ready to take action. Yeah, not fence sitters. Who are looking to create a side income or full-time income by leveraging your Power BI skills. To create a life by design. That's important for them. Not just the money. They look beyond that. What is the true goal? What kind of life do they want? Start, either start or grow your Power BI consulting business. So again, we get a, usually a mix of people, some people who are employees, have never done consulting before, and some who are already consultants, and you know, some who are doing it on the side. So we get, a, we get a mix of those. That's all good. And people who are looking to create either a solo or small kind of a boutique business. That's all of us in a program. So yeah, anything else would be kind of weird, I guess. Again, I mean, if you wanted to sort of like a, 
oh, I want to I want to grow this company to 500 people and then go public and IPO. That's not me for sure. I can't teach you any of that. And of course, the sentiment inside that they come with the spirit of collaboration before competition. Love it. Benjamin, Benjamin says this is me. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe yeah, maybe I'll I'll just sit here for a second, let you guys absorb this in. I have a few other points. Okay, this is unfortunately not for techie folks who don't have business exposure. I mean, I don't know how you survived so far or background. Uh, and yeah, they're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just want, I'm just going to get it Power BI, M, DAX, R, Python, all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's good. But again, remember my sand dune story, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's risky, guys. Yeah. And again, you see those, there's selection bias. We see the folks who made it, but we don't see all the folks who didn't make it and who struggled, who got laid off at 40 because, again, they couldn't win the unwinnable game, which is there were people in the market with more skills willing to work harder for less money. And, you know, that was, yeah. So, so, so yeah, if, yeah, if you are a business user who loves straddling the business in tech, and again, Guys, the title and and the your like which are you in the IT department or are you part of sales finance? That doesn't matter. Who are you? What do you do? You could be in IT and and you know really straddling this bridge. If you find yourself always reaching out to the business unit and working with it, then that's great. If you're in IT and you find yourself locked in a cubicle just coding away, then then I don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not you, it's me. So, um, so yeah, so business users love straddling the business in tech. And this is the last part. This program is not a Power BI training program. Now, of course, there's Power BI all around us. You know, Power BI consulting program members, yeah, people are asking for help, Power BI questions, working with each other on Power BI issues all the time, right? But, but that, that's, just, that's just kind of a means to an end. That's just kind of a path. But the goal is to, this program is all about leveraging your Power BI skills to create that breakthrough success and a life of freedom. Now, um, if I would put it in terms of the pyramid, this is not for people who are obsessed with looking at the top of the tech pyramid and saying, how do I get up there? How do I get good at DAX, MR, Python, Azure, long list of things. And again, it's a learning paradox. It's a horizon that never ends. So good luck getting there. But if you're obsessed with looking at the top, then this is not for you. If you are eager to help those below, right? If you're like, again, I always like thinking about it in one person. If there's one person out there I can help, my God, my mission in life is to find that one person and help them. Okay, so we talked about why it was created, who is it for, who is it not for, well, what does it actually include? Now, as you've heard me talk about it, is it modeled after the same mastermind program that, uh, that I was a part of? So it has the training coaching community. So training has the five steps that we covered today. And of course, they're covered in, in more detail inside our, our, our program. So if you are part of our Learn Power BI program, then you would have seen this uh, tabs at the top and probably would have wondered. <laughs> it just shows a blank for everybody. Uh, but once you're enrolled, you would have the training inside that, the welcome module, uh, and of course the main training. 
And inside the main training, you're going to find these elements, right? So everything that we've talked about, steps, you know, one through five. So uh, niche story selling, all of that is there. So that's the training piece. Again, that's the map that I talked about. That is really me downloading everything that I know from my journey. And of course, we have added, augmented it by what I've learned from my students. And it is continually evolving as well, for sure. Right. So, uh, right. So, so that's, that's the map. That's, that, that's the training. I've just kind of downloaded everything, my experience, my, our students' experience, everything we learned into those packages, into those five steps, giving you that. Of course, there's coaching. This is a small group program. I'm very invested in it. Frankly, I, I mean, these guys are my friends too. I mean, I, I know them. We know kind of what's going on in their life, um, their hobbies, what's going on in family. So, so yeah, this is, this is a small group experience and I love it. So you're going to have access to me uh, as a coach. And as I said, in my experience through the entrepreneurship program, uh, I found the community most valuable. And of course, these people are amazing. And, and every year, of course, we end up with a mix of the new and continuing members. And that's a great mix. And I've also experienced that uh, in, in, my, in, the, in the mastermind program that I'm a student in, uh, where uh, the, the, you know, the new members always bring in these new ideas, new energy, new knowledge, new wisdom as well. So that is, it's like new blood coming in. It feels great. And, and, and so it, it energizes the, uh, the continuing members. Uh, but of course, the continuing members can have that knowledge and have that experience and they can, they can guide others. And of course, we talked about this collaboration before competition idea. I've seen in my group and the group that I run. So the group where I'm a student and the group that I run where people are always looking to give, which is incredible. I, I, I don't know. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, so yeah, that's, that's been pretty great. So that's, uh, that's, so he's got training, coaching community, again, in that mastermind style. That, that's the structure that I got. Now, we have thrown in a lot of fun extra bonuses, and I'll talk about that. Now, this is a one-year program. We started it as a three-month program, and then it was a six-month program. But right now, it's a one-year program. And one reason is that we, I've been, I, I wanted to design it to accommodate for somebody who's working full-time. So not all of our members, but some of our members join and, and they have a full-time job. And of course, guys, that's not it, right? I mean, you, you have your own life, your kind of personal life, your family and all that stuff going on as well. So I definitely don't want it to be kind of a boiler room experience. Like, hey, I do this, do this. Yeah, you know, it's, I want you to really, truly enjoy this journey. So to be accommodating for that, it's a one-year program and it does have its own ebb and flow. And you, of course... Just the way we were talking about life by design, business by design, you get to do this course by design. The truth is that in a program like this, what you're going to find when you join is that there, there are, there's a lot of value. There are a lot of elements, and you're not going to be able to consume them all. But that, that's not the idea. The idea is not to just consume everything, do everything. Again, that is the old mindset. I want you to let go of that. That's a work hard, you know, kind of the movement, that duck paddling furiously. But again, that is that is has doesn't have a direct correlation with success or your progress. So as you're coming to this program, I want you to suspend that. What you're going to find is that there are all these different elements, and I want you to trust that you're going to choose the elements you need when you need them. The right elements are going to come to you, and you're going to use them. And what you're also going to find is that this this program, it's like you're going to use one. El- 
sometimes the smallest things make the biggest difference. Sometimes I've been in my entrepreneur's program for a whole year, and I've just picked one small lesson. There's just one small change that I did in my business, but it changed everything because it changed my trajectory, right? So that, that's what experience is. So, so yeah, so anyway, so one year journey, but it's not like kind of ballroom thing. There's going to be ebb and flow. We kind of scale back things a little bit in, um, in summer. Of course, in December, we can do kind of a recap, look back at the year, plan for the next year, that sort of stuff. So there's ebb and flow there. But yeah, I wanted to, to make for everyone. Now, of course, folks who are more committed, so folks are like, oh, well, I don't have a full-time job, but this is all I do. I'm already a consultant. Well, what we've seen is they can often go much faster. So good, good for them. And again, of course, it's not a race. No comparisonitis, and well, try not to. And again, I get stuck there as well. So that is what is in the program. Now I'll share a little bit. So at one point I was, <laughs> so I was never a manager when I in my corporate life, fifteen plus years. And I was, um, yeah, I was really good in studies. So I expe- had expected great things for me, for myself, but <laughs> I felt like I didn't achieve any of them. And to my dismay. LinkedIn was my enemy at that point because I would see all of these, all of my friends who were supposed to be not as good as me. In fact, they were not even close to me in education. Like, yeah, but, but I saw them succeeding and becoming managers and God doing really, really well. Like one person becomes his head of software in a big company. Another person had a group of like 300, 400 people. And that was like for me death every day. Like, and then I would beat myself up like, what the F is wrong with me? And I had this whole thing about, should I become a manager? Why am I not a manager? Oh, maybe I don't want to be a manager. I don't want that. All this stuff uh, I was struggling with. And then a big thing for me was uh, maybe I need an MBA. By this time, I already had a master's in computer science from University of Washington. But like, okay, man, you know, I just didn't do an MBA. Um, well, thankfully, I talked to a friend. And, and this person, they had this dream of getting an Ivy League MBA. So they had quit their job, moved their family with kids to go get that Ivy League MBA. And, and of course, um, forget about the lost income, like his lost salary, but it actually ignore that. And it, it's still the whole thing still cost him like 100k plus, right? So I sit down with this person is like, yeah, man, um, what do you think? What would you say about that? And this is what they had to say. Oh, Avi, now I know what I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So Hey, again, I'm not bashing MBAs, but this is just one story. This is the experience that they shared. And what they were trying to say was that, that they, they were taught a little bit about a lot of things, a little bit about a lot of things. And, and I would say that's a little bit true for education system. I mean, no matter what education system you go through, I mean, think about it when you go to your first job or a new job. Don't you always feel like a rookie? Don't you always feel like you don't know what's going on? Uh, you know, anyway, right? So, so yeah, so that's enough said. So um, glad I didn't do the MBA route. Glad I found the mastermind program later on, which again, the person said, I don't know everything. In fact, I know very little, but that's what I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you that one thing. So my friends, <laughs> I can definitely not give you that 100K plus <laughs> MBA education where you know, <laughs> then you know what you don't know, <laughs> right? Uh, but I can teach you one thing, and that's what this program is for, is, yeah, how to be a successful Power BI consultant. Uh, yep, yep, I'll, I'll come to all of that. So what's the next step? 
So again, folks, my goal and mission through this event was to serve you, right? Serve you is <laughs> not to like convince you of this program. I want you to be a better person and I want you to be closer. Again, we're talking about truer, more authentic version of yourself and move you closer towards your goal. Hopefully I've done that. But at this point, you can go on your own and use some of what you've learned here today. And so hopefully that has helped you in your journey. Or you can choose to get the full map and the, and the GPS comes with it, right? <laughs> That's me. By joining me, um, joining us in the Power BI Consultant Program and includes that training, coaching, community, and extra bonuses I'll talk about. And what I'll say is this, that if you're thinking about deciding it, well, first, first thing that I'll say is that is it even aligned with Unicode? And I would assume that since you're with me on this call right now, I would say it is. It is in line with where you are looking to go. Well, that's good. Then the way I think about it, that, hey, is it going to increase the chances of my success? Right? So, so yeah, it's going to make my success more likely. It's going to increase the probability. And of course, the biggest risk going on your own is you don't even get started. And again, guys, that's not a trivial risk. That's most of the people I meet. They don't, they never get started. And I'm not blaming them. I'm not judging them. But you, you know, you've talked about all the inner saboteurs and all of the stuff that come into play. Uh, my hyper-rational saboteur almost uh, stopped all of, all of this journey, right? So is it going to increase the chance, the probability of success? And is it going to get you there faster or maybe both, right? So think about those two paths. One is me going on my own. One is being part of this program. And where do I have a higher probability? And where, how would I get to uh, the goals, the destination I want to go faster? Now, uh, enrollment is going to open, uh, is it the 25th? I don't know if I have the date right, but it's going to open on Monday. And it's going to close on 31st. And of course, uh, the big question I'm seeing in the comment box uh, already is the yeah, what's the what's the investment for the program? So uh, again, I can't promise you that. Uh, now you know what you don't know in the education. So it's not going to be a hundred thousand dollars. It's uh, it's not going to be twenty thousand dollars. Well, we know that uh, one size doesn't fit all, so we do have a few options for you. Let me talk to you about each one. So the one we call Pro Plus that is your signature program. And as I said, that is a one-year program. It includes the training. It includes, again, its own private ProPlus community, just those members, a small group, so just hanging out with that small group, and uh, coaching, right? That's the GPS, that's, that's me. And extras, we're gonna talk about those. Now, this does have uh, 20 new spots available for enrollment. This is gonna be by interview, actually don't quite like that word um, interview, but, but yeah, you'll basically meet with me. We'll talk to each other, we'll discuss, we'll make sure it's the right fit. And so that, that's how, and, and it does have the, uh, the, the, my 100% all in guarantee, and I'll give you more details on the guarantee as well. Now we have the pro level, which is, which is gonna enroll you for one year. Now that one, is really the training portion of the Pro Plus. So the same training we have for the Power BI Consulting Program, like the same steps, the detail that I showed you screenshots earlier, you're going to get access to the training. And uh, uh, But the support, the community coaching, that's going to be through our Learn Power BI community. 
and a learn Power BI events, which we already do, right? So that, that's for a Power BI program. But of course, you know, we host uh, calls like the career Q&A and all of that. And of course, inside our uh, learn Power BI community, you can ask me questions. And of course, I'll be there to support you through those. Um, now, this has 20 spots as well. So this, what I would say is that this is this would be kind of a self self-driven path. So um, yeah, I feel like I don't know. Maybe you're the kind that you know. I don't really care about the coaching community. Just tell me the steps and I'll do it. If you're very self-driven, that's great. Or this can be a stepping stone. If somehow you feel you're not quite ready for the commitment of Pro Plus, then then you can use this as a stepping stone. Enroll in Pro and then come back next year and join Pro Plus. Um, sometimes people are looking for one-on-one -on -one consulting. I kind of get that. So Pro Plus, again, is a small group program. If you're looking for one-on-one -on -one consulting, we can do that too. Uh, what I have in mind is probably a three-month program where we work one-on-one -on -one and we can kind of customize it, of course, and design to your specifications. And of course, for this one, I would like to talk to you as well just to make sure it's a kind of a good fit. So those are the three options. So private um, would start at 10K plus based on the package we design. Uh, the Pro Plus, the investment is just $399. Uh, monthly installments, so 12, uh, 12 installments of $399. Now, you would have an option to pay in full and save about 15%. And for the pro level, that's going to be six installments of $199, monthly installments. And again, for that one as well, you would gonna have the option to pay in full and save 15%. Oh, oh, gosh. I love what Rhonda is saying. The investment. Re oh, wow. Good. Rhonda, nailed it. Gosh. Tweet that, guys. Yeah, the real investment is you. I, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, that's real investment. Um, so important dates for enrollment. I knew I had it wrong, I think, earlier. I, I'm pretty sure this Monday is January 24th. So enrollment opens Monday, January 24th. It either closes January 31st or earlier if spots are full. If last few years are any indication, we've always had to close early. Um, but, but yeah, that's the plan. And the program is officially gonna kick off at the start of February. So February 1st, we kick off the program. Now, some of you might be wondering that uh, why wait till Monday? And, and guys, you, if you've been with me so far, you can see that I'm, I, I'm slightly I'm different. I do think differently. For one, I don't want it to feel like this, oh, guys, I'm going to buy now or something like that, right? <laughs> you know, so in fact, I want you to relax. I don't want you to do this from any place of fear or anxiety, right? I want you to do this from a place of joy. It's always better to be driven by love than fear. Uh, one thing that I say is that uh, uh, um, don't leave a job because you hate it. Right, because again, why be driven by hate? Thank them for teaching you, telling you, showing you what you don't want in your life. Right? But yeah, I don't want the politics. I don't want the annual performance review. All of that stuff. Right? Whatever it is that you don't like, but thank them for that. But then be thankful and then move on with like, what does drive you? What's like, what do I really want to do? Right? So, so I want you to decide from a place of joy and calm. So take some time. Uh, and, and what I also recommend is that if, if you, if you have a spouse, partner, a significant other, I would say talk to them, talk to them about this. Now, what I'll say is that watch out if the discussion becomes just about money, either the investment or the returns. Like, oh, yeah, how much, how much does it cost? Like, well, well, what are the results you're going to get? And so forth. 
Well, because you've heard me talk about this, right? <laughs> Money's a good goal. Talk about it for sure. It's very important. It should be discussed, right? Discuss that. But talk about other things. Talk about the life you want to create for yourself. Talk about mm-hmm. what you want, what you believe in. Talk about what you want to stand for at the end of the day, right? At the end of your life, right? So, I don't know. Sometimes we don't talk about the important stuff. Um, there is a, one other reason why we're waiting till Monday because I, I, I needed to go hiking on Friday and uh, skiing on Sunday. So <laughs> to line things up, I needed some time too. But, but really, no, I mean, that, that's, that's there as well. But, but this is the more important reasons. I do want you to take some time, think things over, talk things over, and again, lead, lead with joy. Like see, see what's pulling you in this direction. Focus on that and anything else. Uh, so the prize drawing, we mentioned this, we're going to do it slightly differently because um, uh, we're going to do it on Monday as well. Because for one, I wanted to give everybody time to complete their homework because that is important for this journey, for your journey, whether you choose this program or not. Right. So, yeah. But if you're choosing this program, then, you know, I think you wanted to complete these steps. So uh, by Monday, complete your homework uh, one, two and three. Make sure it's submitted them in community. If you've already done that, then that's great, right? Um, if not, go back and submit these. And then we're drawing uh, on Monday out of all the folks who have completed the homework, all three of them. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> announce that winner. So I want to give you a little more detail on what exactly is going to happen when enrollment opens. So when you, you're going to go to this URL, we're going to follow up with an email as well, uh, learnpowerbi.com slash apply and on monday it's going to have the click to apply button right 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 now it shouldn't it should if it does god let me know <laughs> yeah i was supposed to close it down so it should say opens monday so on monday it's going to have the click to apply button and it's really simple you just fill out your details here name email address and and we send you the next uh, the enrollment uh, information right so that's happening on Monday. Again, we're going to follow up with an email. And so after you apply, we're going to send you the enrollment link, which is going to have the three options that we mentioned. The pro level, right? that one, the, the self-driven stepping stone, that level, um, you would just have a button to, to enroll directly. Right? So you would have that step for the pro plus and private, as I talked about. I just like to talk to people. Um, and um, yeah, so there would be an option to book your meeting. Now, why do we do this meeting? And, and, I, and I talked about this. Sorry, the slide is a little off. I highly recommend it shouldn't be there. Um, well, this program is not for everyone. And I want to emphasize, even though I used this word earlier, this meeting is not an interview. This is not me grilling you, right? This, this is for both of us to discuss and see if it's a good fit. I can answer your question, I can ask you more questions. Again, that's what we're looking for. Is it a good fit? So I want you to judge that as you go through that meeting. And, uh, and of course, the key question that I'm looking to answer is, 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 is the program what you need to move towards your goals? Uh, so that well, that's what you should be judging for yourself. And what I'm looking for is that can I serve you, right? I mean, can I can I can, can I help? Can, do I see myself? And yep, yep, yep. I can see how I can help this person move towards the goals. Do I see that? 
And one of the things that I'm also looking for is, again, because this program is, frankly, more about the community than anything else. It's about this group of members. It's about us and not, not that kind of one person. It's really not about me. It's not about Avi. So I'm seeing, well, if you have you in the group, would that help the group overall? Something for that. Um, one thing that I would say is that um, there are limited spots. And as, as I said, they, they do fill out. They are filled out early at um, all of the past years' enrollments. So Monday, as soon as it opens, go ahead and apply and book that meeting early if you can. That, that's um, what I recommend. So again, learnpowerbi.com slash apply. We're going to follow up with an email on Monday. You go there. You click to apply. And yeah, it opens on Monday. And um, yeah, the program kicks off on February 1st. What, uh, ah, ah, okay, great, great, great. So, okay, so that's uh, that's all the information on how to enroll. Now, I had promised I want to talk to you about the extras, and I'm excited to do that. So, this one, you already know, you've heard about it, Real Power BI. It's an awesome thing. So, we run this every year for our members. We go out to businesses, ask them for the projects. The, uh, our members get to select the project from them, work for them, and again. It, it's it's like free. They don't pay in dollars, but you saw that it can be such a great experience, and you're getting so much out of this program, uh, out of the, out of these projects. And what I want to say was that this is not just for first projects. A lot of our members who've been with us for for a few years, they come back and do this because it's an exciting chance to work on a new project, work on a new client, work on something like that. So, and sometimes it can lead to uh, referrals or paid contracts. So yeah, we'll come back and do it again as well. Uh, I mentioned uh, events showcase. So again, we're doing multiple live events from small and intimate to big ones like the Worldwide Global Conference. And really, we have created these showcases, these platforms to support and shine the spotlight on our members and, you know, get them clients, right? Get get the word out, get more people to know their story. It's a story. So that that's um, do good work, tell great stories. So we want to give them that platform to get the story out there and attract their ID client, attract their niche audience to them. And if you, um, yeah. So, and of course, uh, we, we look for ways to leverage our social platform, giving them shout outs on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my new favorite platform. That's where I'm most active these days. Uh, uh, but of course, YouTube as well. And of course, we're starting podcasts as well. We share consulting, consulting leads. I've talked about that. Um, and this is perhaps the most exciting one. We are planning a live in-person workshop in Seattle. Now, this is going to be open to everybody. So, folks, if you've enjoyed this virtual experience and you're like, man, it was so cool to do a version of this in person and maybe go deeper into some topics. So, again, I, we don't even have a name for it yet. We do have dates. So it's going to be June 15th and 16th, 2022. It's going to be right here in Seattle. I've been talking to people that booked the room. It's, it's, it's going to be beautiful. And by the way, Seattle is gorgeous in June. So a great time to go to Seattle. Bring your family if you need to. And I'm kind of going crazy thinking about this event because, um, well, frankly, I've been thinking about how to make it fun. So I'm thinking, can I have you guys, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do some fun stuff. Maybe, maybe we'll do a hike, optional and and uh, get together as dinners, whatever, right? So in-person workshop, I don't have a name, but think about it like a Power BI consultant workshop. Maybe we'll do a deep dive on one topic, like, um, I don't know, getting more clients, something like that. 
uh, niche or something uh, details to be figured out and uh, the tickets are going to be discounted for members of a Power BI consultant program because of course you would love to have them there so that's all of the extra bonuses and now it's time to talk about the all-in guarantee now for my Learn Power BI program, those who have enrolled, they know that I offer a truly crazy one-year refund policy. And so one year, you get in the program, you watch all the lessons, yep, and on day 364, you, you send us an email saying, hey, I want my money back. We'll give you your money back, right? So that's what we do for that program. But for Pro Plus, we don't do refunds. Why? Because my friends, at this level, this program is not for tire kickers. Not for someone just looking to, looking to just try something out. Not for someone who keep one foot out the door and bail the first challenge they face. Because we've talked about this. This is an inner journey as much as an outer journey. And you've seen our, our members kind of go through that. But initially, we, we didn't have this, this 100% all-in guarantee. And uh, we saw members struggle. So we would see have one member go through the same set of challenges. I don't know. I mean, some, sometimes people lost their job. And one person made that a blessing. Like, obviously, this is the best gift ever. I mean, it's kind of pushed me in this direction. Now I'm going to go all-in and become a consultant. And they did. And they took off. Whereas the other person lost their job, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do this, right? I'm just going to find another job and I'm out, right? Uh, uh, we've had people go through, of course, they've juggled like full-time jobs and so forth. We've had people go through health issues of their own. We've had people uh, uh, see kind of health issues, deal with health issues in their family. And they have made those the reason to, to, to you know, to, to kind of pursue this program. So, yep, that's why I want that uh, flexibility in time so I can take care of my family or take care of myself. That's why I want the financial freedom. But, we're, but we have seen if there was an exit door, you were very tempted to reach it. So, so frankly, it's, it just doesn't work. And it's kind of heartbreaking for me to, to have these amazing people where I can see their potential. But just because we left the exit door open, you know, they're out that door. They shoot out of that door, the first opportunity to get. So, my friends, it's, it's yeah, it's heartbreaking. And I'm not going to do that. So... The all-in guarantee is this. The all-in guarantee is that I'm all-in for you. Now, you've seen how I've served you through these past live events. Can you imagine the level at which I serve the, the members in the Power BI Consultant Program? Man, once you apply, you're going to hear some of their testimonials and hear them talk about the program. Now, of course, the number one thing that they talk about is not me, which I'm so glad. That means I've done my job. The number one thing every single person talks about is the community. But when they do talk, talk about me, I mean, yeah, I go all out. I'm all in for you, so I just need you to be all in for me. That's all in guarantee. If you go all in, I'm all in for you. Now, the pro, that's a different offer. So that one is going to have a crazy one-year, 100% money-back guarantee with the only difference from Learn Power BI is that it's we're going we're gonna to ask for proof of work. So because obviously it, this is not kind of a program where you just learn and sit back, right? It's not like watching TV where you're going to have to take action. You're going to have to apply those principles. But if you, if you do, and if you don't see results, 
then ask me money back and we'll happily give it to you. Speaking of results, you might be asking, is it worth it? And, and I get it. It's the biggest question. It's an important question. Money is important, right? It's, it's your hard-earned money. You should be careful about where you invest it. Right? And I do say, though, that investing in yourself is one of the best options. But you should consider it. Now, of course, you've seen some of the results that our students have had. And again, you're going to see when you apply, you're going to um, be able to read some more about that and, and you know, listen to their experience through the program. Now, of course, whenever I share this, I put the disclaimer that, hey, your results may vary. Your results, there's no way for me or anyone else can guarantee your results except um, yourself. Um, and yeah, so that's based on the action they took. We're going to provide you the training and coaching. Uh, but yeah, you're going to have to do the push-ups yourselves. And of course, you've seen kind of the stories from Power BI Consultant Program as well in our bonus training. So you've met some of them. When you're considering is it worth it, I would like you to look at it from a few different angles, though, just so you get the whole picture because it's important. One is <laughs> I would like you to go back to the first poll we had done where I'd ask you how much do you aim to earn each month? And isn't that what you're missing out on? So consider that, that, oh, by not going this route, that's what you're giving up. But as I always say, money is just one factor. Think about your true goal. What's your true goal worth to you? And what's the cost of not doing this? I mean, if you think about it, we often, we often regret things that we didn't do. I mean, th those are the ones, right? I'm thinking about it on your deathbed, you, you know, you can be like, yeah, I mean, that, that's tough you think about. Now, um, yeah, we know that uh, there are going to be some sage and saboteurs that's going to come up, right? And, and uh, there's going to be fear that it's not going to turn right. It's fear that you're going to fail. But I'll say that, at least for me, there was a bigger fear which drove me on. It was a life unlived. And I was really scared of that. Okay, great. Oh, I already talked about that. All right. So I've, I've, thank you so much for staying with me throughout. Again, hopefully I've helped make you uh, better, more true, more authentic version of yourself. I've helped you move towards a goal. So we're going to do the Q&A. We're going to talk about all, all the yeah buts coming up for you. So I'm going to sit down for this, guys. How long has it been? Okay, two hours. That's good. All right, guys. Yeah, wait, wait for Monday. Okay, let's, let's do Q&A. Oh, yes. Good questions. Mm, let me do this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hmm. Weird. So the first question is, 
Salim. He's asking, how do you go about determining your pricing strategy and how much to charge your clients? Project-based or hourly rate? Great question. Love it, love it, love it. Let's go for number three. Q&A. Okay, guys, so let me do share screen. Oops. Share screen. Oops. Okay. All right, guys, so let's see. Hmm. Okay, hey, Robert, can you confirm the screen you guys can see and it looks okay? Last time I think it was looking a little fuzzy. Yes, yes, we can see the screen and it's clear now. Oh, thank God. All right, folks, so let's do... So this is Salim asked a question, and I'm supposed to put the time. I don't know. Okay, good enough. How do you do the pricing strategy? I put that. Sorry, guys, just a few more buttons to press. Okay, let's go. So great question, Salim. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. So I'll, I'll just walk you through the journey that um, our members go through. Okay, so... Oops. Okay. So I'll I'll give you a few things. Okay. So now the first is that uh, what you can do is uh, take your salary, right? And uh, uh, let's say it's hundred thousand right now. And you divide it by 2,000. Why 2,000? Because that's roughly the number of hours we work. Not quite, but, you know, think 50 weeks, two weeks off, right, times 40. That's 2,000, right? So if you take your annual salary and divide it by 2,000, you're going to get your hourly rate as an employee, right? So in this case, this is 50. That's $50, right? But, cons uh, but consulting is slightly different, so you do want to adjust it higher, but that's what gives you kind of the base. You should never go lower than that because that would make sense. So again, this this one is like whatever the annual salary is. So that's one way to kind of get started, right? Now, generally what I'll say is that Power BI Consulting, uh, I will be advise all of our members to go $100 plus. Some of them don't, 
and and I get it. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it feels like a big number. Sometimes it feels like you know, so there's there's some fear. It's okay if you want to start lower, but we we really want them to step to 100 plus as soon as they can. Now, of course, after this, well, kind of the sky is the limit, right? So the rates can be as high as 350, even much much higher. But that you do differently. I'll talk about that in a second. Well, actually, you you asked me that. That that one can happen in project based work. Project-based work can be worth thousand dollars an hour. That can be ten thousand dollars an hour, right? So, uh, that, but that's later though. They don't. That's not. That's not right now in the journey. So, thousand dollars an hour to ten thousand dollars per hour. So, so again, you start with the base rate, and then you look at probably consulting. Now, of course, there's this whole other thing. Whereas, how do you talk about price with your customer? Well, I'm not going to go that in this question because that's not what you asked. But the, the short version is that I'm always going to focus on the customer and focused on the value they're getting. I'm focused on that. Right? So what is it worth to them? If they get a marketing dashboard, how does it impact their business? And of course, I know that the stuff that we do is is often worth millions of dollars. It just is, right? So if they're a $300 million business and I don't know. I mean, my dashboard is going to help them grow by one percent. <laughs> you know, so 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 yeah. So it's don't discount or let's not discount our own capability. We are incredible. Um, so so yeah. So I I try to focus on that. So that, that's a whole other thing. I'm not going to dive into that too much. But we were talking about hourly rates. So this is so hourly. You set up this base. Um, right now, the current market rates 100 plus, and then you know depending how you're going. But then of course, then the next step is project based. What is the best thing you can do for project-based work? The best thing you can do is niche down. Because guess what? Project-based can be extremely profitable, but it's all carries, carries the highest risk, right? Because you can step into a minefield. You can, you can promise to do this, this, and this, and you will know. How do you minimize that risk? It's simple, by niching down. Because if you have members like Frank Mandelden, he works in healthcare finance, and man, he knows his stuff inside out, inside out, because he has done it a few times now. So again, it might not happen. So of course, we don't, we generally don't encourage our members to start with project based because because of this stuff. It's like, how do you give them the estimate? But Frank has dialed so down, he 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 knows exactly what we can deliver. So when he uh, approaches a new company. In fact, he doesn't even ask for the requirements. He already knows the requirements. So he gives them these packages and say, yep, you can do this package, that package, that package. And by the way, really quick, and we're getting a little advanced here, but, um, but um, um, it, 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 well, actually, you know what, I'll, I'll save that for later <laughs> when you join the program. But, uh, but yeah, so, so that's how he works. So that's kind of project-based. So again, the project-based, the risk is like doing the estimates. How do you get better at that? You get better by niching down and focusing on the niche. And once you're that, then you can walk in like a boss, like Frank does. And he says, yep, don't give me requirements because I know what you need. These are the three packages and you can choose the level, right? So, you know, here's, here's one for, uh, you know, kind of $2,000. And again, right, I mean, here's one for $10,000 and here's one for $50,000, right? So, and yeah, you let them pick. So, um, yeah, hopefully that helps. Okay, Salim, let me know if you had any follow-up questions or anybody else had other questions on, on that. So for, for like comments, just put them in chat 
and, and, and Robert, again, I always feel about keeping you late, but if you do see some reaction or, or, or you know, follow-up question, then um, let me know because I might not see in the chat. Okay. Sure, sure. Okay, so we got that. Oh, Greg is here. Okay, so, oh. Let's do the next one. Okay, let me read Greg's question. Small business clients versus large business clients. We talked about it a little bit in part two. Let's see what Greg is asking. I believe my niche would be working with smaller businesses. Their budget would be much lower. Ooh, I'm going to highlight that. This would mean I would probably need more clients. Ooh, I'm going to put that in red. <laughs> a larger business would allow for more recurring business, whereas a smaller business will be more for one or two and done. Any thoughts on that? Great. Um, uh, the question would be... Let's just put it that way. I know that's not quite exactly it, but I got to put something in the in the box here. And this is Greg. Oh, there's two G's in the Greg. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Got it. Okay, guys. So let's. Oh, that's why it's big. Oh, by the way, folks, if you're if you're interested, this this doc has the Q and A notes for all three sessions. I'm just going to put it in here. We we have been sending this link in our email as well, but um, but yeah, you can uh, if if you need the notes. Of course, you have the recording as well. Okay, so um, hmm. I'm going to take a different track on this. So for this, let's go to the event information page that you guys have access to. And in a second, I'm going to switch to the bonus training. Now, um, uh, here's the thing. I was talking to somebody, and they said that, oh, Avi, I, I, I don't think I can niche down because I'm in a sucky niche. It has, they have no money to pay me. And I asked them what the niche was, and they said nonprofits. Now, what I'm thinking in my head is that, man, don't, don't tell that to Andrew Ali. <laughs> because he's been serving nonprofits for the past 10 years or so, I think, right? And that's all the source of income. He's, Doing really well. He's done well for the past ten years, right? So that's where his income is coming from. So, so I would question some of these beliefs, 
And again, maybe when I was in Microsoft, I maybe thought the same way. But now that I've stepped out and I talked about the, the, uh, the mastermind program that I was a member of and how I saw professions, which, you know, if my kids said, I want to be an art teacher, I'm like, nope, you know, no, just kidding. I'm, I'm a nice dad, but, 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 you know, I'll be a little concerned, I guess. Right? So uh, all of these professions, which seemingly have no money, yoga, yoga teacher, art teacher, um, hairstylist, uh, photographer, but I was around these people who, again, they would just, <laughs> when you hear the results, then it just makes you question everything. You know? <laughs> so I would say that is one of the biggest myths because I have seen so many businesses who are just flush with cash. There are tons of small businesses out there which are very successful. And, and, and again, the world that I live in, so we operate what I call a personal brand business. And in a way, that's what you, what the members in the Power BI Consultant Program are doing as well. Now, personal brand businesses has a lot of advantages. Now, think about it. Now, big companies like Coke, McDonald's, and so forth, um, they spend, I don't know how much, I'm sure hundreds of millions of dollars to essentially get a personality, to look human, right? I mean, think about it. They're always talking about human emotions. They're not talking about their food or fries or the company. They're talking about, oh, loving it, oh, joy, right? I mean, all this sort of stuff, right? So Coca-Cola and McDonald's, great examples, right? So they're trying to get a personality when you and I have it. You don't have to do anything. Actually, you do have to do something, which is you have to be yourself. Oh, God, who, who is it? I'm forgetting the name of the person who said that the real investment is you. The real investment is you, my friend. So, so the thing is, you have personality in oodles, but we always hesitate. We feel like we're not good enough. We feel like if we, if we be our true selves, that others would reject it. It would be piteous. It would be shameful. All of this sort of stuff. And guys, I'm saying that because I go through the same stuff. You know, before I get on the webinar and I'm preparing these slides and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to throw stones at me if I, <laughs> if I run this Power BI Consultant Launchpad and not teach them M, Python and all that stuff. I was like, oh guys, yeah, you want to be a consultant? Yeah, I got to need M. Let's do an M class. Let's do an R class. Right? And, and, and I'm like, oh shit, they're going to they're gonna hit me. They're going to physically hurt me. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of stuff that I have to process. Now, you don't have to be as weird as me, but you got to be yourself. Now, the advantages to this is that we don't have to spend $100 million. We, we use a personal brand to attract people to us. Now, this is going a little bit too detailed, but we know we, we talked about the story, your story. And I'm all about the story. Don't just do good work. Tell great stories. Don't do good work. Don't just do good work. Tell great stories, right? Now, there are three levels of stories, at least in the life of a Power BI person. One is, of course, the data storytelling. Now, we didn't cover that in here. That's, of course, covered a little bit in, uh, that is covered in my Learn Power BI program. Like, how do you tell a story with the data? Right? So that's the Hans Rosling example, another TED Talk, by the way. Great TED Talk. Uh, probably the best data TED Talk ever, Hans Rosling. Uh, tell me if there are any fans there. So that is data storytelling. And, and then there is the, the one that I talk about, which is the Pillarstone story. That is the story story of your work, right? So you don't just do the work. You say that, hey, 
these are the problems that the company was facing, the business problems, right? So I went to an specialty coffee company. They couldn't manage their daily roasting schedule and blah, blah, blah. All of the sort of stuff is costing them this much money. We went in, created this report, iterated it, changed it, tweaked it, and, and this is the result, right? So, so that story, the story of your work. And, and there is a third level which you actually can never escape. It's always there for you, which is a good thing. You don't want to escape from it because this is the story of you. It's you. It is you. So think about it. I mean, you know, so sometimes people are like, oh, I can't choose that niche because somebody else already picked. <laughs> I mean, we would have like, oh, Avi, I can't join the program because, man, you already have somebody in healthcare finance. So sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, what happened to collaboration before competition? Why don't you team up and corner this market? But the thing is that it doesn't matter. There could be 100 people in that niche. There could be 1,000. There could be 100,000. There could be a million. But there's only one you. You are what makes it the most unique. And think about it again, guys. If it's so easy to discount what we are, what we have. Um, I'm going to share um, one of my all-time favorite quotes. Oh, this makes me cry. I might in a second. Oh, uh, I want to bring up a good version. Hold on. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> it's coming, guys. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear that we are powerful beyond measure. It is a light, not a darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? gorgeous, talented, and fabulous. Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Playing small, you're playing small doesn't serve the world. Uh, for a long time, I didn't quite understand this code. I'm like, who's? But then I realized that we are so fearful of admitting we are awesome, even to ourselves. So think about it. If I say you're awesome, What's the first reaction? And, and, you know, there's an external reaction and there's an internal reaction. So, hey, it's okay to be humble externally, you know? And, well, you should be humble both ways. So, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. But, but are you discrediting it inside? That's what matters, right? Are you, are you saying no? Is it are you pulling away from me? Or are you just accepting it, at least letting it through, right? So, so yeah, so that's our deepest fear. So, so yeah, man, so, so that, if you can be you, if you can tackle that fear, and again, you don't have to do it all in one day. <laughs> You've seen me, I'm still on that journey. And go back and watch, and over the years as I've evolved, I've gotten yeah, truer and truer me. So some people ask, somebody asked me, like, what's the key to success on YouTube and video? And I said, being yourself, that's been my journey. The more myself I could be, the more successful I became. Right? So, so yeah, so that's, that's that. Uh, so boy, I'm taking, I know I'm taking like a really scenic route to answer your question. So um, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe you got sidetracked a little bit, but hopefully this was good. So, so yeah, that's what makes you unique. That's what gives you an edge because that's going to win you clients. 
because it's going to let you connect with your ideal client, the people only you can help. Remember I said that when I talked about the pyramid? There are people out there who only you can help. Nobody else can. No expert can. I mean, you're there to help them, right? So, okay. So, uh, <laughs> I guess we did get sidetracked. So, so, I would question this idea. I, I would say small businesses, I see lots of them. They're flush with dollars. And in fact, it is a very, very interesting niche because, again, if you go for this, what's happened with these is that they, they just – so, of course, in my entrepreneurial program, I've, I've seen uh, these small businesses blow up, right? So, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions, 10 millions, right? And, 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 and it just blows up. And um, organic growth is very messy. So, they really need help. Really need help from RBI. So that's the first thing that I would say. Is there anything else that I would like to add? Mm, oh, oh, yeah. So, of course, for the other part, I'm going to go back to Matthias's question on part two. You can go back and watch the recording for a more detailed answer. But Matthias has a similar question. Well, not quite, but, but, but the answer is going to help you. What Matthias was asking is that he was saying that my, the niche that I'm in, it's dominated by big companies. They're not small players out there. So why would a big company hire me, a one-person shop or something, right? And I shared my story about consulting with NASA and the fact that it wasn't like the NASA's chief or somebody who picked up the phone and called me in. No, I mean, if they want to they call, they would call Accenture, McKinsey or whatever, right? So that, that's what this person was asking. It's like, yeah, I mean, how, what, what chance do I have competing against Accenture McKinsey? So, like, well, you don't. But here's the thing. A large company is always company of companies. I was in Microsoft and we were in this... It had 100,000 plus people then, but I was part of this small thing, which was 300 people, and we were pretty much a self-contained company. We had our own sales, our own finance, our own operations, everything, right? So a big company is always a company of companies, and that's how I got into NASA, because there was this bunch of finance folks who called me. And of course, they have their own budget and all this. Again, it's a company of companies. They have their own budget and all this stuff. They can, they can hire you, right? And, yeah, you know, so... Um, so there are small businesses inside big companies if, if that puts your mind at ease. I would say the bigger bigger thing is not going to be whether they have money or not. I mean, there are businesses with money. Yes. Are you going to run into people who don't have, they can't afford you, whatever your project-based already charges are? Yes, all the time. And of course, what we do inside a program is that we generally, so if, you know, so I talked about hourly rates and all that stuff. And yes, some of those guys are, are, you know, kind of, yeah, I mean, they're kind of the higher end. So if they run to somebody who's like, nah, it's really too much, we can't quite afford it, not ready. They just pass it on to folks who are starting out, who, who are kind of on the lower end. And yeah, so, so yeah, do, do that thing, do, pass it on. Uh, and of course, it'll come back to you. But there are always going to be people who can afford you. There, yeah, so there's no shortage of small businesses who, who have all the money in the world to pay you, that is not going to be an issue. The issue is going to be, can you demonstrate value to them? And that's what I hinted at earlier in the earlier discussion where I talked about is that, yeah, when I'm talking to the customer, I, how can you sell this value? And how do you get good at demonstrating value? Uh, can anybody guess the answer? How do you get really good at demonstrating the value of the services you provide? Type it in. All right, come on, people. Don't be shy. <laughs> it's, okay, okay, that's good. By asking the right questions. 
Yeah, that, that, that is a good answer. Yeah, so maybe there's not one answer. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my answer, but all, all answers are good. That one is certainly a good one. Practice, practice, practice. Oh, Greg is getting closer to my answer. I'm excited. Um, okay, Bora's got to go. Thanks, Bora. All right, so so yeah, the answer is 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 right there. It's niching down. Because what is niching down? Imagine. So think about the messaging that I have in in this one, right? Uh, in in this event that we ran. Now I've been running it for three years, but in a way I've been helping people in their career for more years than that, right? So it, it's it's evolved over time. So when you niche down, so imagine uh, Frank Van Delden has been targeting healthcare finance for a long time. Uh, Andrew Ali has been targeting uh, nonprofit companies for a long time. You you know everything about them. In fact, you know them uh, better than they know themselves. Um, guys, and this is a magical, magical place. It, it, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you, you can predict the next thoughts. Imagine getting to that level. Now, of course, you're not going to get to that in day one. So in a way, Greg is right. You've got to practice. But but yeah, so you, you focus on a niche and you get better and better to your inside their head. You can think their thoughts, not just that. You can even pick up on their subconscious feelings. Oh, this is when they feel fearful. This is the fear that's coming up for them, even though they may not be able to even articulate it to you, right? So that's kind of the ninja level. And that's why I said, and that's what I, in fact, love about running a business, by the way. So I'm going to take a step back. I've always enjoyed it because I've been doing it for so many years. But you, when I get up in the morning, I jump out of bed because it feels like day one. The possibilities are limitless. There's no end to this. <laughs> you know, so step one, yeah, but that is the first step. But it's not like, oh, check, you know, I filled in the blank. No, I'm still doing it. And I, I think I'll be doing it 10 years from now or 20 years or 40 or 60 or 100, right? So, uh, so yeah, so, so that's the fun part. But that's how you get better because you get so dialed in. And, and, and by the way, I'll just, I'll just uh, one clue. So we did talk about it um, in one of the earlier Q&A calls as well. Let me find it. Uh, uh, where is it? So this was this question, which was the question one on part number two, where I had cautioned that the so so, so remember the, the skiing story that I had, uh, where I said that instead of leaning back, you got to lean in, and and yes, every fiber in your body is going to resist. Actually, guys, this is important. So hey, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to that a little bit. Um, how do I do that actually? Oh, there we go. Okay, this is important. This is important. Oh, there we go. Okay. Where is it? Where is it? Yep. So, so remember the skiing story. So every fiber in your body wants to pull back. But what you need to do is lean in. And I see this all the time is that, and again, we discussed in more detail at the end of part one, which is people want to talk about solutions. And often the person in the face, yeah, obviously I want to, I want to build, build like a dashboard so that I can show them. And they think that's the best thing ever, that there's nothing better that you can do. But I question that. So again, it's like, you know, it's, it's a natural reaction. And and what I'm going to tell you, you're going to resist it because right, but but that's the right thing, which is you got to focus on problems. 
you got to focus on problems because people live, we live in our problems, right? I mean, your, your problem right now is perhaps that you're, you're looking for the next level in your career in life, right? Right? That's why you're here. And that's where I met you. You got to meet people where they are. You got to meet them and then you can slowly walk them towards a solution or, or, you know, sign them up as a client and then walk them towards a solution. But you got to start at the problem. Right? So, so that's, that's uh, so I'm not going to go into too much detail in there, but that's a key. And of course, how do you get to know the problems? Well, by staying focused on the niche, getting to know it better. If you jump from one niche to the other, well, good luck, you know? Um, okay, cool. Hopefully, hopefully that helped. Um, great, great, great. So I want to pick one from the from the chat and talk about Upwork. How do I do this? Oh, God. Okay. So this one is. Okay, let's put this up here. All right, guys. So so I'm going to put two of these things together here, working for like Upwork on one of these sites or another consulting company. Well, as I said in my main session for the consulting company bit, is that uh, it's okay as a stepping stone, but not the end goal. Yeah, so you want to move off of this not the end goal. And I'm not I'm not too crazy about Upwork. Um, another consultant company, again, you can do that as a stepping stone. So you can work with a company, be a subcontractor and all that stuff. Yep. But again, the key is you would realize sooner or later that that is at the end of the day, just another job. And again, that can be a stepping stone. It's okay. If, you, if that's a step that's working for you. But if you are motivated towards something bigger, if you, if you want that, hey, I want to create a life of freedom. I want to create life on my own terms, right? I don't want somebody to dictate and hand me out annual raises. I don't want that. Then you got to not just work in your job, but on your career, not just in your business, not just do the Power BI stuff, but on your business. And you, you can't just do good work. You got to tell great stories. So all of these things, right? So, so keep the end goal in mind, keep the true goal in mind. Uh, so that's for the consulting company. Uh, maybe let's split it up. So another company, uh, another consulting company, that's, so let's talk about Upwork. Um, um, sure to, to get, uh, okay, uh, as an option to get started, but I question it too. So what is the challenge with Upwork? Let's just bring Upwork and, and, and just so sometimes, uh, hold on guys. 
sometimes if we start seeing things that we know, then we get fixated on the details. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not search for Power BI. I'm going to search for something else just so you're not fixated on the details. You, you can get the point that I'm trying to make. Okay. All right. It's coming up. Okay. So I searched for website design. But again, somebody can be searching for RBI, right? But so guys, this is the marketplace, right? And so if you step in and you're new in the marketplace, this is what you're competing against, right? Well, the early rate is what it is. But you're competing with this, what are you going to have over here? You're going to have a big zero. You're competing with this. What are you going to have over here? Well, blank or zero, right? And of course, all this sort of stuff. Um, so since you can't really compete them here, what do you end up competing on? You end up competing on dollars. And that to me is starting in the gutter and kind of crawling your way up. So I don't know. I mean, it's 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 okay, but yeah, I'm 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 a little skeptical, right? And of course, going forward, the bigger challenge is that you know we talked about it a little bit is that um, the guys the, the eventual goal is, is to disconnect your time and money, and that happens primarily as you dial down in your niche and you you can then move more towards project-based work which again there the time money is disconnected because again imagine you built a solution for a car rental company which uses a software xyz to manage the car rentals right you can walk uh, across the road to their competitor and say hey i built this for your competitor do you really want them to have an edge over you or if you like i can give the solution to you as well they use the same software it's going to have the same data structure. How long is it going to take to to do that project? And again, since you have niched down, you also have gone really good in not only understanding, but communicating the value to the customer. So you know that it's worth millions of dollars and you know how to talk about it. Obviously, you don't want to rub it in the face. You can say, hey, come on, man. I know it's worth a million dollars to you. Come on, give me, give me like half a million. No, right? I mean, you know how to talk about it. So since you know that, then you can, you know, charge based on that. And again, so your time and money is disconnected. So, so that is the eventual goal, and Upwork, I think, is just just not geared around that. So, so, and and the guys, the the challenge with Upwork is again that what I call, I think, the right term is selection bias. If somebody's uh, knows about this, let me know if I'm using the wrong term. But you know how we were talking about earlier, where we you know we get fixated on the people who are successful, so the ones who made it on YouTube, the ones who are, oh yeah, yeah I should be on YouTube, you know I should yeah just just create videos. But well, for every one person that succeeded, there are thousands or hundreds of thousands who you know who went nowhere. I mean the podcast again, a lot of them don't make it past the ten episodes. So we only see the winners, uh, but that's uh, that's uh, you know these um um. What are the, the sports gambling uses the same thing. Does anybody know there are two big companies uh, gambling uh, in the U.S.? Um, I don't know what their names, but they, they, were, they were quite controversial. They are quite controversial, and they were featured on a John Oliver episode. And, and yeah, he, 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 he kind of, um, um, yeah, he was kind of really ripping them apart. But, but the challenge was that, yeah, they always showcase the winners. 
So yeah, so Upwork, and if you look at Upwork, it's kind of like Amazon. So you so you look at Amazon, and yet, oops, and and yes, the 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 big winners are like, yeah, they're doing big in sales. But what about everybody who failed? So so yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Upwork, but but again, if if you want to get started, pick up a few projects, go all for it. But again, that can't be your end goal. And I would say that the quicker, if you do start on Upwork or similar sites, then then I would be happier the quicker you move off. Uh, uh, frankly, another challenge that it does is that you have to put a price here, and if people Google you and find you, so of course you're competing. You're new, so you're competing with these guys. So uh, <laughs> hopefully you're not competing with this guy because then you're toast. <laughs> you undercut that. But you know, so you let's say you set your price to fifty dollars an hour, but if they Google you, they can find your Upwork profile. I don't know if you can make it private, but then probably that reduces. Uh, yeah, there, there's some something there you got to watch out for. Oh, even if you made it private, if they have an account, yeah, uh, yeah, man, you can get in trouble. So the thing is that if you if you put your rate there and you say it's fifty dollars an hour, and then you're talking to a client and and you you have a discussion with them and and you say hundred dollars an hour, first of all, you probably are gonna have some fear saying it, which again, that what's going on inside is important. And then, oh God forbid, if they find out, I mean, you you, you know, yeah, that's. So yeah, Upwork, that, that's one of the challenges. Not not a big challenge, but yeah, you got to watch out for that. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so hopefully that helped. Let's see. Uh, so I answered this one. Um, so I answered Greg's question. Okay, Manuel has a good question. Actually, I'll answer both of those questions together. So Manuel is asking. Oh, actually, that is a good one. I'll, I'll take this one first. Okay. All right, folks. Let me back this up. All right. So. Okay, so Manuel is saying, how do you deal with NDAs when showing up a list story? So I, I, I do get this. So sometimes I talk about this thing, right, where, where I say, oh, do good work, tell great stories. And of course, a yeah, but comes up. It's like, yeah, but I work in this industry and it's not possible. And fill in anything you want, right? Something says, oh, oh, come on, Avi, I'm in healthcare. Man, there are so many, there's so many. Uh, so many regulations, I just can't, right? Um, or defense, you know, oh, right? Uh, imagine something like that or, or not. And what I say is that, is there someone out there who you have seen who who blogs in this industry, 
who speaks at conferences, right, or some of the media. How do they do that? And I'm sure whatever you pick, the answer is always yes, right? Always people. So first thing I want you to realize is that there is always a way. And, and there are always examples of what's possible. If they can do it, so can you, right? But now, of course, it's, it's not that hard. I mean, I've walked into defense companies. I walked into a place which uh, built parts of the nuclear bomb. And there, what they said in security, you had to go through all of the security screenings and all that stuff. And they said, don't leave your phone in the car because for when they don't allow phones in, if you somehow, and they check for that as security too, but somehow, let's say it ended up in your bag and ended up being in, they will de destroy your phone. They will incinerate it. Yeah, you, you don't get it back. You know, they don't even wipe it. Yeah, they just incinerate it, right? So, so, so I've walked into that and walked out and told a story. Why not? Because you can change everything. So if it's really sensitive, I mean, if you really need to, you can even change the industry, Right? So if it's really, really sensitive, you can change the industry. Uh, hopefully it's not that sensitive. Like, I mean, you know, because, yeah. So you can, you can definitely change the company name. Uh, change the company name. Uh, and you don't even have to show, never show sensitive data. Easiest way is to blur it out, right? So never show sensitive data. And guys, it's far easier than you think. So again, don't wait for the perfect story. Get started. And of course, the easiest way is take a screenshot of your dashboard and blur things out. And, and it's a start, but it'll get you started. What I'll say is this, that get it out of your system. Right? Do this and do this. And, then, then, and again, that's why we do a lot of dashboard showcases and all these events. Uh, to, to our members, but everybody else as well, to give them a chance to, to kind of practice this. Get it out of your system, guys. So I'm going to share with you uh, the link for that. And, and yeah, so there is, this is the, this is the, you know, we, we know this is a concern. You have sensitive data or something like that. Yeah, just blur the heck out of everything. I mean, well, not everything, but you get the point, right? Uh, another, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put this link for you and also the video as well. And that one has the blurrier screenshot link. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, blur it out. Oh, oh yeah, I wanted to share one tip. So, so sometimes, imagine I have the uh, the annual uh, fiscal report of Microsoft. If, if I take a screenshot of that, annual, uh, I don't know, finance dashboard or something like that, right? Like internal, right? Not, not it's a public company, so I'm sure there's public information, but, uh, but imagine I have access to, um, I was working at Microsoft and I did work on their finance reports and I had access to very detailed information. So imagine a report in Power BI, which has very detailed, very sensitive information. If I take a screenshot of that and blur things out, it, it, I, there's one small trick which will, which will make it far easier, which is if you start with the report 
and it's going to have, you know, kind of the big numbers and all these numbers. And if you blur things out, it becomes very challenging because people know those numbers, right? If you leave, if you blur all the names, they will see that, oh, that's, that, that was our revenue. You know, so the simple trick is filter it. That's it. So now you find some, so now you have a full dashboard, but of course we have slicers galore. So you filter it with something weird, which is not, right? So you filter it by, oh, let me show me Monday sales only, right? And now the data is all changed. Now nobody knows that data, right? Uh, nobody can, can say, that, oh, sure, that, that's our revenue numbers, right? So, no, so uh, those numbers are not familiar with anybody. And then if you take a screenshot, you don't have to like blur the numbers and stuff. You can, you know, blur the names and so forth. All right, so, so that's a starting point. But of course, you can take it all away because others do, right? I mean, there are people in the healthcare defense, all these sectors who go out there on the biggest of stages and tell their stories. There is a way, my friend. Let's get you started, though. Okay, cool. Uh, let's do uh, the next one. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Some great questions here. Oh, wow. Guys, I'll admit, I was like, you know, let's uh, <laughs> let's make it the last question, but I'm looking at the list and it's just incredible. Um, so, so, Rob, uh, the plan is to open at midnight. <laughs> Um, uh, so Rob was asking, what time does the program open Monday? Uh, Rob, I do want you to know that Rob Wolf is in our Barbie consultant program at the pro level this year. That Rob, you don't have to jump through the hoops. Actually, you know what? We'll probably send you a direct link before that. So yeah, you're you're in, mate, right? I mean, um, yeah, yeah. So actually, that's, I guess, yeah, of course, yeah. So we'd love to have you. So we'll give you the back door. And um, you, you can set up a meeting with me to talk if you like, but you don't have to. It'd be nice to talk though, I guess. Okay, so um, guys, such good questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to the one that's slightly lower, but I think that's a great great question. So why don't well, we will come back and answer this one for you, the free solution. Um, but hopefully, some of the stuff that we talked about in Real Power BI uh, kind of gave you some ideas as well, which is there are other ways you can charge instead of dollars. Okay, so so this one is hopefully I type your name right. Oh, this is such an excellent question, guys. This is incredible. Thank you so much. Oh man, I'm, I'm so I'm so happy. Um, I, I, guys, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, <laughs> I'm really glad because sometimes we get a little weird questions. I mean, not that I, 
I'm, I'm okay with it, but but sometimes I know it happened in part one a bit. Like here I am talking about tech is a sand dune and tech is okay. Obviously I'm not anti-tech. I do love Power BI, but don't make your life and career tech all about tech, right? So, and, and but then the questions I would still get are like, how do I learn M or <laughs> DAX? And, you know, so yeah, so, so you ask me great, great questions. So let's, uh, let's take this one. So I'll just, uh, I'll just call you Z. Hopefully that's okay. So Z's asking, what about people not in the US? And, and I'm gonna read out his, his, uh, what he sent in. As Avi, during the previous sessions, you said that you risked to leave your job at Microsoft to pursue your dreams. But have you ever thought about, would you risk the same if you were living in India or any other country which is not as developed as US? That's a great question. And for this, I'm gonna cheat as well. Let's go back to... One of my slides. Uh, well, I guess it's a good slide. You like it. So, you know, when I was putting together this slide, I was surprised myself about how varied geographically our members are. Now, I, I will admit, while we're on this topic, there is one part that I'm not proud of for sure which is if you realize that that is not diverse in other ways, we've had very few women go to this program. I want to change that. And yeah, but that's, that's another story. But yeah, look at that. I mean, there's Canada, there's UK, there's Netherlands, there's US, but there is Costa Rica, there is South Africa. And of course we have members in other countries as well. So so I would say, so let's, let's, let's take a Power BI example. So in Power BI, uh, people often talk to me about, Avi, oh, what about SQL, right? Or what about this, what about that? And, and, and I say that I do know SQL, but I haven't used SQL in years. Why? Because Power BI is, especially the query editor, what I say is that it democratizes data. It levels the playing field. Before Power BI, if I was connecting to a SQL server, and that's how I learned SQL, I was an Excel jockey, but you know, I, I was connecting to SQL data sources, and I realized that if I, if I could learn SQL queries, I could do magic, right? So I could write a SQL script, which would do unbelievable things, which I, it would be so hard to do in Excel. But again, Excel was my main tool, right? So sometimes I was connected to SQL, sometimes I was connected to CSV. And if I was connected to a CSV file, a comma separated file, then I was kind of screwed, right? <laughs> because uh, yeah, the, the kind of magical thing that I could do in SQL, I just couldn't do in CSV. And then in Excel, sometimes it was a lot of macros and uh, manual formulas, just the painful old Excel, old Excel stuff, right? But with, with, with Power BI though, Think about it. It doesn't care. It doesn't care one bit where your data is coming from. It could be SQL, it could be CSV, it could be Timbuktu. It doesn't care. 
whatever data source you connect to, what's different is only the first few screens, right? You know, so for SQL, you're gonna tell a SQL server, for a CSV Excel file, you're gonna give file location. But after that, you end up always in the kitchen of Power BI, which is the query editor, which is the amazing ribbon up top. Who here loves the query editor ribbon? I mean, you know, everybody does. So, and, and the ribbon is the same, no matter the data source. So it, it, it levels the playing field, it democratizes data. Now, if, you're, if your data source is CSV, you don't have to, you know, kind of curse your luck, right? I mean, you don't care, right? Because SQL CSV doesn't matter, right? So democratized data, it levels the playing field. Now, my friend, the new world, and especially COVID, has flattened the playing field. Well, not flattened, but you know, it has it has leveled it for sure, right? So, so in this new world, I can be anywhere, and my client can be anywhere. So most people who are not in like a developed country and so forth, they, um, well, US is a great market to target, right? So yeah, I mean, and again, you can go local too. So again, I would question that you would say, oh, I, so I'm in a developing country and nobody has money. I would question that, man. I mean, people always have money. The, the key is, can you find them? Can you target them? And can you convey the value and so forth, right? So, uh, so you can go that route. That can still be a powerful route. Or if you want, you can target uh, anyway. So you can generally, generally the members in a program, they're they're geographically liberated. I don't know what else to say, right? So what you know, yeah. So uh, so I'll go on a side tangent here. Uh, I, I talk about this five degrees of freedom. I'll only share four with you today. The fifth one is uh, kind of heavy. Uh, so freedom to work on what I want. So I'm gonna work on things that give me joy, freedom to work with the people that give me joy, freedom to work where I want, when I want. And everybody can have that. Just follow the steps. It's not rocket science, guys. Just do there are the five steps. You focus on those and you keep your true goal in sight and you keep working in your business as well as on your business. And again, it does help to have the coaching community around you to support you, right? So uh, it's there for you. It's, it's available. It's up to you. And again, I know it sounds a little bit crazy because I know that when I was at Microsoft, somebody would have talked about this stuff and I would say, yeah, maybe you are going to sell me a bridge as well. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have believed them, but um, hopefully <laughs> I've earned a little bit of your trust. So it is there. Um, yeah, it's, it's up to you to choose that path. So, so yeah, so it, it, it's level the playing field. It, it doesn't matter where you are because you can be anywhere and your client can be anywhere. And I'll show you one of my favorite, favorite tools. Are you guys ready? Oops. Uh, so, of course, we have Robert in Kenya and we have Carl in Philippines. And, of course, over the time, over years, I've worked with clients and our members who are all over the globe. And this is what I use to find a common time with them. So the way this works is that you go in there and it's showing me my Seattle time right now, but let's say my client is in Singapore, right? So I'm gonna click that and, and it's, so, and now I can figure out, so let's see. So my morning is kind of too late for them. Uh, 
Yeah, but evening. So Singapore is frankly one of the high, hardest time zones for me. But you know, I can kind of make it work. Yeah, especially if they're willing to be a little more flexible. So there you go. Right, so we found that. Let's let's do something else. So let's um, let's uh, let's switch to India actually. So let's uh, switch to Delhi. Let's say, and of course, hey, I I spent three months in India last year. And I talked about my story. Mom was not well. She had, uh, she was struggling with some mental health issues. And I was there. So let's, and, and this is how I coordinate my meetings, right? So, and then I was trying to work with people in the US. So let's do, uh, let's do New York, right? So I would type that in. And, uh, and again, I'll just look at, and, and, and this is needed because man, of course the US goes through this crazy daylight savings change and all this stuff. So I'll say, um, well, early morning for me is a little bit too late for them. Let's try my later hours. Um, uh, well, yeah, so I- India, US is a little tricky too, but maybe it can work, right? I mean, depending on uh, where the time is, right? And of course, hey, the good thing is US is pretty big. So instead of New York, West Coast has a lot of clients. So let's say California. Oops, if I can spell that. Yeah, this is going to be better, I think. So um, yeah, so I can... Um, well, early. Is it working better? Anyway, <laughs> yes, you might have to might have to be a little more little flexible, but uh, it's never happened. I've been able to work in India when I was there for three months. I've been able to uh, set up meetings and stuff, and this is what I use. And I just yeah, if you're a little bit flexible, you can figure out time, and um, that's it. So, and of course, think about it. It's a pretty low touch. So. Um, we only usually meet for one hour each week. That is the typical consulting engagement. When you're getting started, maybe there are a few more meetings, maybe, the, or they're going to go longer. But once you settle in, it's just one hour each week and, and that's it. So you, you don't mind, even if one, one, one day, maybe you're getting up a little bit earlier or they're getting, they have to get up a little bit earlier. Um, yep. So short lesson, we do have members all over the, all over the world and this new world is, is different. And, and now, of course, if you think about the upside, the upside is pretty simple because in a lot of countries, man, if you are if you are in India and you're earning in U.S. dollars, that that is pretty sweet, right? So that is the upside of being in India. That and, and yeah, and you know, so so yeah, so. Um, uh, being in India or somewhere else, India, earning USD. Okay, great question. Thank you so much. And and hey. Robert, how are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, if you need to drop off, uh, don't mind. Okay, let's see some comments came in. Mm. Huh. Peter's saying, when I look for ad hoc workers, it is usually via per hour, but in addition, normally starting with people in other countries, and I'm hoping to reduce the cost. In that sense, it should actually be an advantage living in a cheaper area. Oh, oh, yeah. So exactly. Oh, exactly. That. that oh, I took my long way to get there. Thanks, Peter. Uh, Saudi Arabia. 
Uh, Amanda saying, as a common woman in the program, I think the programs are great for women, but many prioritize spending on others over themselves. You know, Amanda, that's really deep. And 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 so so guys, actually, if if, if you don't mind, I think that's important, and and I want to just uh, address that a little bit. It, it feels like the elephant in the room right now. Um, is um, yeah, what about the woman, God? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm kind of dreading, like, I, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Um, ah, this is me. So what I'll say, maybe I'll share a story with you guys. Um, So one day I kind of uh, uh, show up Frank, my coach. Right. So I'm I'm talking to them and I'm really upset. I was I was in a bad state that day, and I'm saying that I'm such a fake. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm bogus. I mean, how dare I call myself? entrepreneur, solopreneur, business owner, that's all BS. I'm, I'm running a, a, a shit show and it's not a business. It's yeah. So I was really beating myself up. Aren't we good at that? And my reason was that I said that my business looks nothing like a business. Business needs an annual plan. It needs you know, financial goals and, um, I don't know, quarterly reports. And I don't do any of that and a lot more. I'm not running a business. I'm, I'm, I'm just being fake. I'm just surviving on a, on prayer and hope or something. Yeah, it was, so I was really beating myself up. So my coach talked about this and she said, there are two energies in the world. And I wish there were different labels for this. Than masculine and feminine. I, I'm not a huge fan of these labels because they, they seem to imply male, female. But since we don't have these terms, uh, actually, let's use yin and yang. Yeah, I like that. So think of that as yin and yang, right? two different energies and they're in all of us, right? The masculine feminine energies, they're, they're in all of us. We, we, each one has some aspects of both and it's not even a matter of, oh, I have more of this versus the other. Think about it. I mean, we, it, it depends on the time. Right, I mean, you know, or, or the context of the setting. Sometimes one energy comes up more than the other. Other times, other one comes up. Right, so that is what's true, but that's not what's true in this world. In this world, has been, we have been boxed up, and I talked about the work and life boxes earlier, which I don't believe in. I don't believe you should live your life in two separate boxes. You know, I mean, work can be a great source of joy and inspiration and love and happiness and everything. Right. But the world is also boxed into this male 
female and it's boxed that oh the males need to have more of this and that's how they need to act and the females need to act like that um now so what she told me was that what you're thinking of and why you're beating yourself up that is one side of that energy that's the yin that's the more masculine side and the reason why you're beating yourself up on on those things is because business education has been dominated by that energy right you know so uh, certainly historically but even now you know but definitely historically right? I mean, it was all men it was exclusively for men but of course what that does is it misses out on the other energy that all of us have which is what she told me that i see you doing which you do a more intuitive more energy based and so forth and and, and again we all have that energy right so so of course if you see me i talk differently right i say don't Right? Because when we are caught up in our fear, like there might be a lot of fear around, can I be a Power BI consultant? Is this the right program for me? Am I going to succeed? Am I going to fail? Is it going to waste all my money? Am I going to be a disaster? Am I going to look foolish in front of my uh, family and friends? They're going to tell me that you're such an idiot. You know, we told you so. We told you not to invest in it. We told you not to do this mistake. Right? So it's fear, 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 right? But I say, what about joy? We get so focused on our fear in the worst case scenario. What about the best case scenario? It's equally likely, right? But we don't, right? So, so again, you know, so by now you know me. You know, I, I operate differently. And of course, when I'm guiding others, I guide differently. But that energy right now seems to have no place in the business world. And, and you're feeling out of place, but you don't need to. It's just a different way of doing things. And again, not to judge, not to say good or bad. It's just different. And everybody needs to make a choice of what's right for them. And I've had to... I've had to struggle to make peace with who I am because, again, I felt like a weirdo or I was doing something wrong. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. So, I, I mean, we we have been thinking about this for a while, and I, I do want to make progress there. We don't – we'll keep moving this direction. I don't quite have the answer, uh, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to find out. Just because I think that's a better world to live in, where we don't box ourselves, either men or women, where whichever energy or identity you feel, you don't have to keep it bottled up. You don't have to like shove it way down till nobody sees it or even you don't see it. I mean, when I think about all my years at Microsoft, like, hey, look, I'm not a different person. But I was like, why was I never like this before? Why was I never like this at Microsoft? Because again, I, I I couldn't, I mean, you know, I, I could never accept myself being that way. So I just shoved down deep to the point where I didn't recognize any of this, you know. So it, it took me some time in this journey. And frankly, um, that's an interesting side effect for me, at least, not just me, actually, of going on this business path, which, which is um, it's self-discovery. So your business that you create, the life that you create is a reflection of you. It's only going to be as good as you. If you want to create a better life, a better business, a better career, 
Well, you got to create a better you. And and the thing is that when we are in the job, we we can avoid that question because it's scary. It scares the shit out of us. Because again, what is our deepest fear? Right? I mean, we, we are afraid not just of inadequate, but we're also afraid of being awesome and powerful. Right? So we, we avoid that completely. I know I did. And we live in the world where we were just told things at a conscious and subconscious levels. Nobody tells us that you have to work hard to succeed, but we learn that lesson and think it's the truth, just like the sky is blue, right? You know, when, when you start questioning it, it's like, are there people out there who don't quite work hard but have gotten results? You, you know, so, so yes, we never question it, just like we believe it, right? So, so we, we um, get caught up in that and that's all we see. Well, when you step out, I, I think more is possible. So guys, um, um, yeah, I mean, I want to create a world which is, um, which, which is this, yeah, which, which um, lets you be you. All right, cool. I have no idea how to title this. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Uh, I'll think about it later. Okay, so um, let's see. Any other comments? Yeah. Okay, let's come back to some of the questions. Um, so let's uh, let's do let's do some kind of quick ones. So Manuel is asking, do you recommend doing a free solution for a client project so we can use it as a story? Well, free in terms of dollars, sure, but not free in other terms. And go back in the recording if you need to, go back and watch what I talked about Real Power BI, where you can have them pay in lots of different ways. And again, they can be more valuable. In fact, I didn't kind of talk about, but for a free project, let me find... Um, what did I talk about the real power? There's one added benefit, which is worth its weight in gold. Uh, you know what? Let me, let me just uh, go back to this one. Okay. So we're just going to do some. Uh... Okay. So let's see. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Where my question go? Sorry, guys. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Mm. Sorry. Okay, got it. Um. So so yeah. So one thing that I forgot to mention. Where is the real Power BI? Oh, there we go, first project. So I talked about these things. And there is one more, which is market research. 
so uh, the thing is that free projects so uh, yeah can can be great market research oh so imagine um yeah, yeah, I mean you you yeah, it, it can create market research because you would get to know what the problems are, you can talk to them. And and again, you would you can't help it. I mean, as you're going through the project, of course the first meeting you would have is you would you would ask them, "Hey, what what are the challenges you're facing?" And uh there's some stuff that we didn't get into didn't couldn't get into today, but of course we talk about the shining beacon principle to select your first project. So you're, you're using those three, uh, three principles in there to select a project and in that you're questioning them and you would learn a lot. And guess what? That is, that is uh, the market research basically becomes your sales, sales message. You can use their words. For example, um, when I launched this course, the Learn Power BI one, when I started teaching Power BI, I, I did the same thing. It was originally launched for free. The the first few members uh, got them for free, but again, they were paying in other ways. One of the ways was market research because I asked them, like, what are the challenges you're struggling with? And then they said things like, Avi, I feel like I'm on thin ice when, when I do this. I, I write my DAX measure and then I cross my fingers hoping it works. And I used, I took that and I used that in my sales message, right? So when I would talk to potential people asking them to join the program, I'll say, hey, you know, have you been working with Power BI for a while but still feeling thin ice? Right? Maybe I can help you. You know, um, do you cross your fingers after you write a DAX formula hoping it works? Right? Oh, you know, learn my course, right? So, so yeah, so there's lots and lots of good stuff. So short answer though, um, yes and no, right? Free in terms of money for sure, but then, yeah, charge them in every other way. Ask them to give you an honest testimonial. Okay, Bora has... Another question. Let's try that. So we're asking, I get offended if people do not like my work or don't give enough attention to understand what it is about, how to overcome this moment. Um, that is a challenge, my friend. So I have struggled with this too. So let's say somebody says, Avi, so yeah, let, let's, you know, refund is a great example, right? So. So again, consulting refunds are rare. Mostly they will walk away. They wouldn't ask for a refund, um, which by the, is a, by the way is a great reason why you can stand out in the market if you do offer them a refund, you know, but that's for another day. Before my training course, people ask for refunds and, and sometimes they say, <laughs> yeah, they say hurtful things, which is for one odd because a lot of people say really nice things about my course. But they would say, Avi, man, this was, this was bad, <laughs> you know, right? So yeah, this was, one person said this, and that in a way was more possibly hurtful than asking for money back. We just said, Avi, I don't want all my money back, but you know, I'll pay you $20. So refund me all the money except 20 bucks, because that's how much it's worth. I think it's worth Right, and they made all this logical case about, it and they 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 had these bullet points and stuff, and um, yeah, so that stuff is going to happen. That stuff is going to happen. So for one, it happens to me, and actually, um, so Avi, so I go through the same thing. And hey, who here has watched the the Nims Purja documentary? Uh, 
nothing, nothing is impossible. Oh God, what is the name? Yeah, nothing is impossible. Who who has seen this? Fourteen peaks. Come on, guys. Type well. Type in yes or no. Even if you've not seen it. Yeah. So Peter, think about it. You can make that an advantage for consulting. So so guys, we're talking about. So Peter is saying I've never asked or been off asked for a refund as a consultant. But you can include that in your sales process and you say, yep, if you're not happy, I'll give you money back. And again, the, it, it gives them such an assurance to, to win that client. Uh, okay, so you guys, oh, you guys have not seen it. So um, great documentary. So, uh, so what Nims Purja's story is, he's from Nepal. And um, Nepal Sherpas have been helping mountaineers climb these mountains for many years. And of course, the Mount Everest, Edmund Hillary, um, and, and, you know, um, oh gosh, uh, what was the name? I'm forgetting the name, but, but yeah, so, so he wanted to put Nepal on the map, on the mountaineer map. So there are 14, I think 8,000 meters plus peaks or 15,000 feet plus something like that, but there are 14 coveted peaks and, and the record, uh, was before that, I, I think, um, I don't know, like 10 plus years or something. So the, the last person who had done it had taken years to climb those 14 peaks. And Nimspurja did it in seven months. It is a truly, truly inspiring story. For one, because you see Nimspurja as he's climbing, there are other climbers who leave. If there is one climber struggling, they would leave that person behind. And you can't quite blame them because, well, you know, I mean, they can die if you're trying to help them. But you see Nims Purja not only, not only once, but multiple times, he stops and helps others at the cost of risking his own life, multiple times. He does come close to death. Right? So even as he's chasing his goal, he's not mindlessly going for it. He's not sacrificing on his values, his true goal, right? So uh, because his true goal is to help his humanity. What kind of human would he be if he, you know, left somebody dying? So, so he helps them, but he completes it in seven months. And you know what he gets? He gets this. People were complaining or critiquing that he used oxygen. So he used like oxygen cylinder and oxygen mask. He did something which was just unbelievable. At the start of it, nobody funded his expedition. He had to get like a, he had to like remortgage his house to get the money. He self-funded his expedition. Nobody gave him money. Nobody believed in it. He thought, he thought, they thought he was crazy. And then when he does it, there, there, there are criticisms, right? But here's the thing, guys. So people are going to judge you no matter what i get judged right names Purja gets judged and yep you take the best of the best they all get judged so you can't avoid that but i would rather be judged doing something that is me that i believe in that i want to stand for they're going to judge you anyway right so you're going to get this no matter what you do you can't escape that so might as well, you know, 
at least do what you like, right? Now, so that's one answer. Now, the other answer is, that, which is what I've experienced, is that now, you know, when I was talking about this, this person asking for refund and saying that it's only worth 20 bucks, I said that was possibly hurtful, but actually I didn't feel hurt. I was having a good day that day, um, but I have worked on this. And, and what I feel is that to not be hurt when people say negative things, you, you can't, um, you know, you, you you can't feed off of positive things they say. And that's not to say that don't acknowledge it, right? So when they say you're awesome, accept that. Yeah, I'm awesome. Like you don't have to say to them, but in your heart, you know, outside you can just say thank you, right? That's simple. I let it in. And um, so accept that, right? But But not feed off of that. Another way to look at it is that I don't go out there, help people and do all this stuff. Uh, well, to tell you the truth, for a big part of my life, so I'm going to link to an article. What is that? Uh, so I think I wrote this in, in 2019 when I was thinking about the consultant program. Oh yeah, March 2019, where I came up with this idea of a Power BI village. And I talk about other things there. And, and, and it's a good read. You should read that. But I talked about how I had lived um, a big part of my life trying to fill a void, right? I didn't feel enough. I didn't, I needed, so I felt like I needed to go get these outside things and hear this from other people, have them pat my back, get, have them give me the promotion or something, right? To feel what I needed to feel. Now that could be worthy, right? At peace, um, you know, loved, right? So again, personal, uh, like you go in a relationship and you're like, oh, I'm seeking love. I want this person to give me love. Because there is void, it's empty. I need to fill it, and somebody else needs needs uh, to help me fill that. Right. So you're looking at your boss, you know, your partner, all that. Right? So, so that's how I was operating. But then I realized that the truth is the opposite. All the things we're chasing, we already are. And yeah, we're full of love. We're full of success. We're full of power. We're full of happiness. All of those things you already have. So you can operate from that space where you're full and you have so much to share and you live that life that way. So, so again, when they say you're awesome, accept that, but you're not doing those things. You're doing your actions to crave that approval from them. I don't know. Hopefully that makes sense. And so you're doing it because you're full, your heart is full. So, so yeah, that's a big one. All right, let's see. Okay, Farhan, thanks. Love trekking, waiting a chance to climb Everest. Wow. All right. Uh, good stories there. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Oh, wow. Great, great questions. Uh, so this one is... 
Luis is saying, I need to now develop code in order to uh, create reports. That's not quite true. Of course, if you look at not just Power BI, but the other things that are going on in the industry, um, the whole industry is moving towards what's called low code, no code. Think about a simple example of website design. Earlier, you had to be a programmer. Now, I designed my website over a weekend on Squarespace using drag and drop, right? And that's the same with Power BI. Even when there is code, like Power BI does have M, which is kind of code, but I rarely use it. Like, you know, almost 95%, 99% of the time, I just use the ribbon. I just click, click, click. So you don't need to be a coder to create reports. Uh, what's the next question? Laura? So... I answered this one, answered this one, I answered this one. So Laura is saying, Avi, I listen in here what you're saying, but I think my saboteur is chomping at me. I've been in the grind for 35 plus years working in market research, head down and just getting it done. Uh, I guess I need to work at really finding a niche. Um, that seems really ironic because it seems like you have the niche right there. I mean, I, 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 I mean, that's how, that's usually the obvious choice for niche. Um, Andrew Ali had been helping nonprofit companies for a long time. So when he went out of this Power BI path, that's what he picked. Um, yeah. Um, Ian Bowman, construction companies. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you just, yeah. So um, uh, one of our members, he was helping, he was a project manager and then he turned around and started, and, and he ended up in working in his company, he ended up creating Power BI reports just to help himself and his team. And then he started doing that for other companies, external clients. So uh, might have the answer right there. But you know, as I said, I mean, I showed you the graph that this, this new world is opening up for everybody. And I know, so I talk to young people and they say, oh, Avi, not now. Um, I, I'm, I'm just focused on my career right now. Let me just get established and then I'll do it later. And I talk to people in middle age as I was and our biggest fun is often as mine was like, oh, but I got family and kids. If I was younger, I could have done it. Or if I'm older, then I can do it, but not now. And of course, older people have similar set of excuses. Like now it's too late. Oh, I wish I was younger. And you know, so see, yeah, man, I mean, you can live in excuses, but realize that there's no right age. Um, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago, the apple tree, or today, right? So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and people do it for different reasons. So what I've seen is that people who are a little bit further in their career, they do it because, so I don't like it when people get fixated on the retirement. What I think is that instead of retirement, instead of like, oh, I'm going to retire 10 years from now, right, or five years from now, uh, you can renew your life right now. Because think about it. So when people say, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I, man, I'm so sick of it, I want to retire. And I'm like, well, yeah, what are you going to do after you retire? And then initially, like, oh, what, you know, they, often, funnily enough, they don't have a good answer, right? And, and for one, I guarantee you, if you're thinking I'm going to just lie on a beach and sip uh, mojitos, no, trust me, that gets boring really fast. We want to be satisfied. And again, as I said, work can be a great source of joy and inspiration. Why miss out on that? 
So then they start talking about, oh, I'll do the things that I like. I'll work on my own terms. And then I bring out my five degrees of freedom. I didn't tell you the fifth one, but, you know, it's there. And then I say, well, you can have that right now, my friend. Again, we put these boxes and labels on us. So, oh, I can't do that. I'm an introvert, right? Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, so whatever, whatever I hear them saying, I'm like, yeah, you can do that right now. You know, so your, your choice. So, um, so yeah, so what I'm saying is people who are further in the career, they, they're looking for that. They're, they're looking for like, yeah, I want to work on my own terms. I want to scale back and, you know, still earn a good income, but have more flexibility to, to, to do uh, what I need to do in my time. All right. Great, great, great. Um, so renewement is, is just you renew your life right now, right? So people are saying, so uh, Peter is asking, what is renewment? I hope I answered that. Yeah. Renew your life right now. No waiting. <laughs> no five years, 10 years. So guys, think about it, right? I mean, the true goal. And the way it's worded is, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? But I hope you realize that, that whatever you put in there, you don't need all the money in the world. In fact, sometimes earning more money is not even the way to get there. And I think I talked about it in part two, but guys, so uh, where did my uh, four wise go? So this is, this is my true goal, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that, right? That I want this, I want the five degrees of freedom. What, what with where, um, right? I want to work on whatever, what gives me joy. I want to work on with people that, that add joy in my life, as opposed to people who suck it away. I have worked with those in my corporate job. No, thanks. I don't, I don't want that anymore. Uh, where I want, when I want, right? So choose my hours, choose my time. I mentioned I, I, um, I uh, spent three months in India. I can be in the U.S. I go hiking on weekdays, right? So, so yeah, kind of doing my own terms. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, so yeah, so that's a true goal. The, the, the money isn't the way to get there. And unfortunately, if you don't ask yourself the true goal, what I was doing was that I was just chasing money. And not only was I ignoring my true goal, but my true goal, what I truly wanted, was the very thing that I was sacrificing to try to earn more money. That's how we live, guys. It's hashtag backwards. So, I don't know. I think we need to just open up our eyes and just ask some good questions. So, yeah. So, I would say that, oh, man, you know, I would like to do something that I enjoy, but let me just, I mean, they're paying me well. I'm just going to struggle through this till I get there. I, would, I had sacrificed for a big part all of these elements in a big way just to earn more money, what I truly wanted. And when you shift that, when you say, oh, you know what? Money is okay. Of course, I, yeah, it's okay to want more money, but this is what I really want. If you just prioritize it, if you just, all I ask is make this number one, make money number two. That's it. Make your true goal number one, make your money number two. Going for more money is great. Awesome. You should always be going for more money. Why not? You know, um, money isn't bad or good. Money doesn't make you evil. If you're a bad person, if you're a jerk, uh, you can end up being a rich jerk. <laughs> it's not going to change you. But if you're a good person, I have no doubt you're going to use more money for helping others, right? What else are you going to do? <laughs> you know, 
take it with you. <laughs> you know, so so yeah, so money can amplify. Um, you know, back. Uh, yeah, the fifth one, uh, I'm a little sensitive about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you if you apply for the Barbie consultant program and end up with a meeting with me, asking about that, I'll tell you. Yeah. So that one. Um, and again, you know, we were talking about the journey of being yourself. Um, I'm not quite ready to be myself at that level. Like that is me, but I feel, I feel slightly, I don't know if ashamed is the word, but yeah, slightly sensitive about, I, I think I'm a bit ashamed. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be judged and I feel, yeah, so <laughs> that's what I mean a secret. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, guys. So let's see. Um, Okay, so Hosmer had a similar question as we answered earlier. So that was, uh, let's let's do, okay, so Bora was asking how to build a passive income around your niche. I think we have, we have nibbled on that a little bit in our discussion with the project-based work, disconnect time and money. So I'll take uh, one last question. Uh, which is a good question. So this one. So Francis is asking, is there advice on contractual terms, collecting money and other legal and business considerations? So we do have uh, some resources inside the program, like we have a template for the uh, NDA, uh, for the contract and so forth. Uh, we do have some guidance uh, uh, around steps, like setting a business. I, I would say that they are US focused because really that is just me writing down, here's what I did. I set up an LLC, why is LLC the right choice usually and blah, blah. So I just wrote down what I knew. And so of course I'm in US, so that's the only one that I know. What we were thinking is we do have members in other countries, so at least cover some of the ground. We'll have other members who are in Europe or other areas just write down their own guides around this. So we may do that. Um, and um, uh, so there's some resources there, but then of course people do, do uh, they ask uh, the community uh, quite a bit. Like they, they would ask, just, just ask there, say, hey, here's what's going on and so forth. We do have some guidance on, on like the tools to use for example, hey, uh, so again, this is not like me really recommending or anything. Well, in a way I am. I'm just saying, oh, these are the tools tools I use, right? So, uh, and uh, tools I use. So what do you use for time tracking? What do I use for accepting payments? So, so, so some of that is, is kind of inside the course. And of course, if something is not in there, then you know, yeah, there's a lot of interaction. You can always kind of ask other members and so forth. And 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 sometimes that answer is far better than anything I would give them because, um, well, yeah, it's just better because it's kind of kind of crowdsourcing your knowledge, right? That's isn't that a smarter way? So if you go through this, you will get kind of my answer. But this way, you would say, yeah, you know, I know Avi recommends that tool, but I use this, and this is what I found. And then you can make your own choice, right? So, uh, yeah. All right, guys. Um, wow, we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> it's been uh, quite a journey. And, um, yeah, I, I feel thankful and blessed. It's been such an honor.
to to serve you through this. And of course, um, it's been lovely to get to know some of you through these live sessions. We've done the interactive Q and A's. I've hung out with you on LinkedIn, and uh, would would be an honor to continue to serve you as as you know those who join us inside our probably uh, consultant program. So a lot of once one day we'll send you an email. Well, yeah, the URL you already know, learnparbi.com slash apply. All right, guys, take care. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Friday hiking, Sunday skiing. That's that's the plan. I'll, I'll send you guys photos maybe. Take care, folks. Bye on.